Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, welcome to and the welcome. Bonus <laughs> <laughs> we is already breaking in. We couldn't even wait for us to get our terrible start in before he started. What is the audio version of a photo bomb? That's what just happened. <laughs> you just heard in your earphones or your car, wherever you happen to be. John Bonus, who's our guest this week? Welcome, John. Thanks. You want to do anything else? No, no, that was fun. That was it. He's leaving now. Yep, he's gone. Good night. Glad to see you guys. Uh, on the line, Brandon and Stu are here. Yo, just me. Sup, fuckers. <laughs> you see how we're subverting this, everyone? Since you can't tell our voices apart anyway, because we all sound like we're the most Minnesotan people ever. You speak for yourself. Just for your yeah. own for your own edification. That was Stu doing Brandon's catchphrase and Brandon doing Clarence's. So, hopefully, Clarence comes in with something else. Hey, sports buddies. He's not here yet. He, yeah, he will. He will he be come here. In with and welcome. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I really actually kind of like that for a greeting. When I did it for Gleeman's episode when he was here, I really oh, kind you? of enjoyed good, it. Good, good. It really seems it really seems good. Um, we were just we were just talking offline a little bit about uh, Stu's experience in the Wisconsin Dells, which he just got back from like twelve minutes ago. So pretty much, yeah. Stu, give us a little lay of the land of what's going on in the Dells these days. Uh, I'd, I'd only spent like one day in the Dells my entire life before that, so this is my first extended experience in the Dells. How and, extended uh, are we talking? Um, was left on Sunday, got back about five o'clock this afternoon. So it, it was a four four night stay in the beautiful Dells of Wisconsin. That's a lot and of my God. That's got to be a record for That's the Dells. Dells. Oh my God! Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I, it took a. There's a lot of intestinal fortitude. It was gut check time. Let's just put it that way. I mean, <laughs> clutch. Yeah, um, it's you know it's a tourist trap, but it, it has its it has its things there. The kids loved it. You know, there's water parks everywhere, and you know there's you know six dollar French fries and twelve dollar sandwiches, and so you really get to spend a lot of money when you're there, which is I know a lot of <laughs> what a lot of people like to do in this economy. <laughs> That's <laughs> what you like doing. That's a spend good money and overfitted. So, Stu, did you do? Any- yeah. Did you do any water parks? Did you actually go on any slides? 
Yes, I went. We were in the uh, wilderness territory. It's a giant water park, and they have the ones where you you spin around in like a gyroscope type thing. That's not the right word, but and there's you know it's, it's just there's so many water slides. It's, you can't you can't not go on a water slide. Yeah. So now, did you yeah. Did, when you were in the water slide? Did you? Wear your shirt because you're a middle-aged guy, right? Did you yes, wear the shirt or did you go go shirtless? You go topless. Oh, oh I, I went shirtless. I, I've did been you? working out. Okay, yeah, right. doing, maybe Stu can get away with it. Some of us can't get away with it anymore. Oh, yeah. I don't know. No, no. Stu's well known as the best-looking member of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to Gleeman about it, and we both agreed that you gotta, you know, you gotta show it off a little bit. So. <laughs> no, so, no, we never talked about that. Gleeman hates me. So. <laughs> You sent it to him. He just never back. Gleeman, Gleeman likes to do that. Yeah. Gleeman likes to do that uh, at KFAN Studios too. He likes to go topless in the studio, yeah. show it off a little bit. Oh, That's right. Yeah, no, yeah. It's it's Sunday. Nobody's there. You can probably yeah. get away with it. We watch the webcam. We know. <laughs> we see what's going on. Shows the pipes, the tattoos. Yeah. Tramp yes, stamp. I was there for my I was there for my daughter's dance competition. She took first place in nationals, so I just wanted oh, yeah. to shout her out a little bit there. So good job, Jeez. Piper. Way to go, Piper. Get away, Piper. Yep, she's good people. She's awesome. Looks just and, like your um, uh, wife. She's the one that she looks does. just like, yeah. Yeah, so blessed. she does. She's so blessed. Yeah, she's very fortunate. So. <laughs> um, so, yeah, good good kids. Good kids. So, and she's not allowed um, to yeah, listen so to this podcast, thanks to Clarence. So. Not at all, because of Clarence, yes. We've already we've discussed that. So entirely because of Clarence, not because of me. Yep. So. so let me ask, how vocal of a cheerleader parent are you? I am uh, compared to others. I am very subdued. There's that uh, Dance Moms show on the, the oh. TV. That is, I mean, that show isn't accurate, but there is definitely that element there. I mean, I, my good, some of the, uh, the, I mean, it's not all the women, but there are some of them that are just the stereotypical stage mom who, like, you know, obviously in their youth failed at this and they're trying to <laughs> relive their childhood the right way through their daughter and just push, push, push and. Yeah. Just, oh my is God, that the brutal. is Dance Moms the show where the dance teacher somehow it's is awful. Like, is like nine hundred pounds? Yes. Yes. Like how yeah, on like, earth? She just yeah, I don't teaches know. and doesn't actually do the she's dances with the kids. Pounds exactly. of pure yeah, evil. <laughs> yeah, she looks kind of like if you're. I know this is. Yeah, uh, obviously with the James Gandolfini's passing, but if you remember, uh, no, no, that has nothing to do with it's a change oh. for Ginny Sacrimony, Ginny uh, oh, yeah. Sacrimony, Johnny oh, Sack's yeah. wife. Yep. Yep. She was uh, Rubenesque, I believe, was the word that they used to describe her. And uh, yeah, that's the da- and yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that's not the most accurate thing, but my goodness, yeah, there's a that element is definitely. Not uh, fictional. There, she reminds there me. Of, are those like that? She reminds me of Tony Soprano, but meaner. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, is it but, still fun though to watch? Oh yeah, I mean, there, it's, so. yeah, it's yeah, it's my kid, so that helps. I mean, some of the music is. I mean, it's all top forty. You know, four on the floor, thumpa thumpa thumpa, like that. It's not. You're not exactly getting a lot of good. You know, Decemberists that yeah. you would like. There's or, not a lot of Japan droids all, dances. No, there's not a lot of Japan droids, not a lot of stuff that Son of a bitch. I would necessarily like. But it's, you know, it's a lot of top 40 and stuff like that. It's, Which I, does that mean Bruno Mars and like Katy Perry yeah. nowadays? Is that, I would, that's what yes. I think would dominate it. Yes, Grandpa, that is uh, what they, <laughs> they have there. <laughs> so. What? I, I, didn't, I didn't hear a word. Not yeah. Katy Perry. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, it was. It's that's pretty much the. So yeah, if you have if you have a splitting headache from having too many new glarus spotted cows the night before, it can be a bit challenging to sit through some of those. Yeah. But, um, oh, they got know, spotted cow there, don't they? Them. Yes, they do. Oh, they do, that's yeah. good beer. Oh, I like spotted yeah, and they, cow. And in and in the, at the water park, they have like bars on the lazy river. So I know. You go to the lazy river, you can get it. I mean, you can get an overpriced. Uh, tap spotted cow for like six, seven fifty, but and the best part of it is it's a family it. event. <laughs> it is, it, it is a family event. You I get mean, full credit for it. Yeah, and boy, I mean, and um, we've talked about dude bros and Chad bros on here yeah. before. I think yeah. there are also there's a phenomenon that I noticed there. Um, it's the dudes who like me had their shirt off, but also had like you know the tough guy tats on their bicep and stuff. And we're carrying around, you know, they have like a Red Bull vodka and, uh, <laughs> and like an, an old style like koozie or something like that. I think they're, can we call them dad bros? Can that be a thing? <laughs> dad yes. bros? Yes. Dad bros, yeah. Dad they're bros. clearly got, they've got, yeah, they've got kids, but they're also got the tattoos. They got a little edge. They're a little, you know, uh, one of the Wahlberg brothers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but not one of so, the successful But they're, but they're 45 years old. That's the problem. Yeah. So I think... If a dad bro is a thing, I think I witnessed that, and yeah. So and they're, and they're the ones who had the uh, the wives, who are also some of the dance moms, who had noticeably trying to think of the best way to put this. The breasts. Well, think of the worst way. The, the, the breasts that don't jiggle, that are really big. I believe they're called fake breasts. Uh-huh, that, that's uh-huh. a thing, right? They are very noticeable. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, there's yeah, more than that, a few uh, instances of that. I was at the Dells last year, and I think it's made up of only dad bros. I've never seen yeah, so I, many like mid forties dudes with seventeen tattoos in my whole life. Yep, yep. it's the weirdest yeah, they, thing. Like half suburban, half like kind of white trash. They were all in Sublime at one point, like you know, before <laughs> yeah. the lead singer died. <laughs> and they just Huge. got tattoos every year since then, ever since Bradley passed. And uh, yeah, I, I I was stunned by the amount of guys fitting that in that description were there. So yes, I'm going to call them dad bros, and if that's already a thing, I apologize for whoever I ripped that off from, but that's a thing, and it's there. So, But otherwise, I enjoyed it, and uh, yeah. I do kind of like that the dad fun. bros are sentenced to a water park. Yep. For, oh, yeah. for all yeah, eternity. Were, it was, yeah, <laughs> they were... You could, the river they weren't necessarily enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> But you know how many of those dudes were, like, crushing way too many beers throughout the day? And then they – how many oh. parking lot fights must there be between, oh. like, the husband and wife? And the husband's like, I actually cannot drive. I know that, you know. <laughs> it's got to be 75% oh. of families there. You should see the uh, the fights at the uh, when, when you pick up the inner tubes. When the inner tubes get a little short. Oh, gosh. That's, oh, where, that's where it gets ugly. Well, that becomes life or death at that point, right? Sure. No inner tube. Yeah, little what Katie needs her inner that? tube, and someone, you know, little Jimmy needs his over there, and pretty soon you got two dad bros facing off. And... <laughs> you don't want two dad bros going at it. <laughs> Taking Red Bull vodka infused they punch each- swings. <laughs> they, they punch each other in the nose twice, and then they hug it out, and they go, <laughs> gonna, go, go get some beers. <laughs> well, let's just go to the lazy river, man. <laughs> you, you and me. <laughs> we're, we're, we're a lot alike. So your wife's not one of the dance moms, is she, Stu? No, definitely not. Definitely, definitely not. She's a very reasonable and, um, you know, a, a decent person and a good mom in a great way. <laughs> Wait, does your wife <laughs> listen she's to the right podcast? Next to me. No, she yeah. really isn't. She, she in the room? 
No, definitely, definitely not. I've always got the sense that nobody's wife actually listens to the podcast, and in fact, Clarence's wife might actually be banned from listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, I will bet you ten dollars my wife couldn't name this podcast. <laughs> Maddie's listened to like an episode and a half, I think, and she just, you know, her her usual look of disappointment is greater after she listens to <laughs> a snippet yeah. or two. It's like, really, really, it's, it's very so familiar dumb. look. I think we all yeah, know that exactly. look. Yeah, the, yeah. I can't. She's like, I can't believe I tied my, you know, stuff to this rocket shooting star. So, yeah. uh, my boy. wife's look is usually like, I'm going to pretend this doesn't exist. That's usually her point of view. Um, yeah, one thing that we were talking about before we pressed record was uh, the Brewers and their fans. Um, they have got it a lot worse than Twins fans, right? I mean, I know we oh, yeah. suck. Uh, the Twins suck, but the Brewers are like a million times worse. Well, the Brewers it? have three unbelievable players and then 22 of the worst players you've ever seen in your life. It's yeah, I mean... Ryan Braun and uh, Gomez and Segura and then 22 Unieski batting cards. God, that's got to be really depressing to be a Brewers fan. Yeah, well, you look... They, yeah, that, the mood at the uh, sports bar that I was at, uh, they were not the happiest campers. I mean, they're obviously all in their cups, but they were just displeased with how the baseball season was going and didn't really want to talk about Ryan Braun all that much. He's not Aaron Rodgers anymore there. He's not the baseball Aaron Rodgers, I should say. So did, oh, they, did I you, thought they were going to defend him to the death. No, there was no that. That was not a thing. I will give them credit for that. They were like, uh, "Yeah, I don't know this guy. He seems like bad news." And they didn't say bad news, but you know what I mean. Did USA so, Soccer share him up? I did not. That did not. I said, "Hey, look, Josie Altador just scored a goal," and they were like, "Yeah, uh, you, dude." Yeah, there's so uh, there's like. Oh, keep going, man. I haven't paid a ton of attention to the National League. Um, what are all the reasons why they hate Brian, Ryan Braun? Um, well, the, the the lying, I think, is the problem. The the, the not telling the truth about the <laughs> the clinic in Miami and going really hard after the guy who mishandled the sample, and it sounds like that was, he was just getting off on sounds a technicality. Like he's wrong, which, huh? I think every, which I think everyone knew that he was pretty much just got lucky. And not the Daft Punk version of Got Lucky. See, there's pop culture uh-huh. for you there, Brandon. That's a, that's a current song. The Daft Sorry. Punk? I don't... The Daft Punk, yeah. <laughs> We're so cool on this podcast. Yeah. We're just exactly. up with everything. It's topical. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, anyway, that's at least that's, again, and again, that could have just been those, you know, three Jagoff Brewer fans in that bar. Maybe they still love Ryan Braun, and they think... I don't think so. That it's just, they're just out to get him, but I'm pretty sure... He's, he's done too I much Lance Armstrong. Yep. Yeah, that's the whole thing. He went way too hard, you know, no, especially since his defense was built on a faulty foundation or some such metaphor. No, I like that. Um, so there was... I want to say like two, three years ago when um, the Brewers had what I thought everybody figured was the best farm system in baseball, right? Weren't they poised to be this amazing team, and they just have been terrible since? I'm looking at John to verify this one. Yeah, I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't pay that much attention to the Brewers' farm system. It seemed like they were... What? Because the whole whole reason they traded away Granky was because they were going to, uh, you know, get a bunch of young talent in return and set themselves up as this franchise and so on. 
what I understand yeah. is that the the pitching has been kind of, uh, and even last year I think there was a lot of hope that they had this young pitching that was going to come through, and I don't know, maybe it might just be you know partly a blip that the starting pitching has kind of yeah. fallen apart or been injured the most of this year. I think. Well, it's also good for Twins man, Twins fans to uh, sober themselves that a great farm system doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be an amazing team. Like sometimes the shit just doesn't pan out. I know the Brewers that. When they traded for Sabathia like four years ago, and they traded a bunch of double A all stars, but they're like, well, they have like 11 all stars in single to triple A. They have a ton of amazing players. Don't worry about it. And that backfired. Mar- Mariners suck. are. And they will suck. Yeah. Mariners yeah. are in a similar, similar boat. I mean, people have been talking about the Mariners' farm system for years, and they've, now they've got three or four guys sitting at triple A or something. But yeah, every time had- they call up one of these guys. You know, whether it's Montero or, or Dustin Ackley's yeah, back at right. AAA. Every, every, everybody's coming up and struggling and getting shipped back, you know, so, yeah, it, yeah. it happens. I, I mean, that, that might be why the Marlins story is so amazing, that they basically won two titles doing that, right. as opposed to, like, you know, having a whole bunch of prospects and not having them pan out. Yeah, but for yeah, it, just, it just shows that karma is non-existent in baseball, because, I mean, good God, those guys should never win anything ever, and they get two World Series and just screw over everybody. And no one gives a shit that yeah, they have. No one gives a shit. They like, yeah, they have like eight fans, <laughs> and they're all suing the team. And no one's going to the games. And <laughs> so, Twins fans, it could always be worse. Yeah, the yeah, Mar- Marlins have, have now slipped into last place in attendance in Major League Baseball. The, the second year of their brand new stadium, they are dead last right now in Major <laughs> Wait, League Baseball. They weren't Good. last last year. Good. Who was behind them last year? I don't know. Some, uh, Cleveland, well, I don't probably. Know. Cleveland, Cleveland actually up. started the year in last place. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. How bad are things in Cleveland? Yeah. Uh, another thing, which is odd, because that that ballpark literally sold out, like, every game for, like, ten years. Yeah. And now yes, they, they did. now nobody is paying any attention. Like, what do you have to do to turn off a fan base that much? Yeah, what happened? Because happened? it's not like they're terrible. They're not terrible. Yeah, they're not great. And it's not like the terrible. park is all of a sudden falling apart, right? right? I mean, it's still well, a nice park. Because people still go to Baltimore, don't they? There's a level of the, you get the sense that they feel like they've been betrayed somehow. And By that, whom? I don't know exactly. By Travis Hafner? I think. I think. Well, it's just they. I mean, remember, speaking of loaded farm systems, I mean that team in the '90s. I mean, when they oh, right. someone's, making, someone's having a beer, but and that's, that's they me. didn't quite get there. Exactly, they're like the '98 Vikings of like the '90s baseball. I mean, they had yeah. more talent than you know you know what to do with. I mean, Manny Ramirez was hitting eighth for God's sake. So, I mean, yeah, but they didn't win, and that's, I think, and, you know, you have all that baggage of being an Indian fan already, and I haven't won since, let's say, 1946? Yep, yep. I think (laughs) 48, I think. We're not allowed to. Somewhere somewhere between World War II and Korea. The rule here is if you say it, you're right. (laughs) So, I think there's a whole, I mean, we'd have to have an Indian fan on just to just the whole. That's just psychic torture. I mean, that's. I think that may play. I may, maybe play into it a little bit at least. Is that should, they got so close and then didn't, and then they've been awful, and now they're kind of just there, and they really need like a really good lightning in a bottle. And nineteen ninety-five. And do you remember? Season, probably. Do you remember who beat them in the World Series last time? Wasn't it the Braves last? It time? was the fucking Marlins. Oh. Marlins. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> It all comes full circle. Also, I want to point out it that was John's first swear of the podcast. Yay! Most ran his own podcast. Boy. This one, that a boy. That's right. Yeah, let us know if you need to bleep that. <laughs> all right. Yeah. We don't. We don't usually bleep anything. The only I'm thing we bleep is John Sharkman saying incredibly foul things. 
Yes. Uh, his own name. His own yeah, name. Exactly. His own name. Yeah, I was going to try to oh, keep, it a, keep it a clean podcast. That's why I banned Clarence and had him killed. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> That was a good idea, but it's not working. No? Somehow you get yeah. people on this podcast and they just want to swear. I guess. It just feels yeah. right. Hageman just unleashed a torrent of filth last week. It was just... <laughs> oh, boy. I, I, I was disappointed, to be honest. I, I expect more from Parker. Hageman's the only person to disappoint his grandmother thanks to this podcast. Well, that's so. true. That's <laughs> the greatest ever. Uh, Don't uh, link to your foul mouth podcast on Facebook <laughs> when your grandma follows you. <laughs> First of all, don't, what's your grandma doing on Facebook? I mean, that's just... Yeah. That's, that's question you got to somehow weird. set some sort yeah, of setting. There's got to be a grandma setting on Facebook, right? Yeah. There should be. Grandma no, shouldn't see this. Anything? Huh. Just, yeah, just, just distract her with grandchildren or something. I mean, come on. There's just... That's, do something about that. Yeah, totally. I don't think my 93-year-old grandmother's at too much risk of catching no. this podcast. I think we're yeah, okay. Yeah, I would hope... hope hopefully. I... That's not going to happen for me. Unless yet. I literally play it over the phone for her. That's a good idea. Which, <laughs> which, which, which <laughs> call your grandma up and play this. <laughs> which part. would, in fact, she would probably yeah. sit and listen for the hour and a half. So, <laughs> then she'll give you Clarence a call. is going to do a thirty-second metaphor about sticking things up vaginas here. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. You've got to hear this, you know, grandma. Turn up, turn up the hearing aid, grandma. <laughs> grandma, this will come back around and make sense. Just you just got to get through some yeah. of the filth here. Just, yeah. <laughs> He's not talking about a pot roast for food, just so you know. So, no, At the end, he says, the aristocrats. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, oh, I love that bit. Love that bit. All right, let's 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 talk a little bit of, not necessarily twins, but a little bit of twins blogging, because John is sort of, in some ways, sort of the founder of all twins blogging. You were doing it before anybody else, as far as I know. You and I guess you and Aaron started at about the same time, but yeah, uh, you were the first one I was ever aware of back when I was in college. Okay. Uh, yeah, I started in 2002. Jan- January, I think, of 2002. And on like the second or third day of blogging, the twins gave Joe Mays a long-term deal, and I went ballistic. So that was, that was my start well, of, uh, of blogging. What did you use to blog back then? You know, that's actually, the reason I started blogging is because I was uh, trying to develop some websites, and so we had this idea for an easily updatable website that people could just log into and give quick, you know, sure enough, they existed already, like they were called blogs, and we didn't even know that they were there. So it was our own, the whole reason I started writing is because uh, I just wanted to see how the software that we had developed worked, and see if it worked well, and said, would people really actually do this? Like, what would you write about on a daily basis? So I said, oh, I'll, I'll sit down and write about my life or my family or this or that. And every day I sat down and went, you know, I really want to talk about the fact that the Twins just signed David West to a, large, to, 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 to a, to a minor league deal. You know, and I'd rip out a bunch of words on that, and eventually I, I renamed it twinsgeek.com. I, I don't even know what the URL was before that, to be honest. I um I started in October of 2003 and I didn't really I had just graduated college and I wanted to I was a, a columnist in college and I wanted to kind of keep going um, and for probably a year or so of blogging it wasn't just baseball it was all different shit mm-hmm. um, I just bought this Dreamweaver software and wrote like had to do new uh, code and design for every single page that I did and I found out about a year into it I was like oh my god these Fucking websites exist. All I had to do right. was sign up for something. That was the same. Yeah. We, we, we trying to recreate Blogspot. We custom developed it using Lotus Notes. 
Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, the program over here on the right is cracking up. Right, uh, he custom developed this in 1973. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, uh, I think Seth's site up till basically, I think up till we moved to Twins Daily was running on front page. Really? Yeah, that actually wow. makes sense. Yeah, I think he was Seth wrote there. to me. I remember like a few months after I started, and there was you know there was like 11 people in my memory. There was like 11 people on the internet at that point. Yeah. And yeah, he was one of them, and he wrote, he's like, you like the twins? I like the twins. We both write about it. Let's be friends. You know, like super. <laughs> so are you uh, friends, Joel? Uh, yeah, I mean, we talked like three times, and that was about it. But then I started like getting away from, I didn't write about sports very often, so he was probably like, I don't want to hear another fucking movie review, buddy. <laughs> so, you know. Well, that's the cool thing, though, about probably the twins blogging community, as opposed to some other blogging communities, I think, is that there was a lot of outreach and sort of a, we're in this mm-hmm. together sort of feeling, and let's all link to each other. And I think that's carried through. To, I, yeah. I don't. I think in a lot of other teams or communities, there's been more a sense of competition or jealousy or that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, there's never really been that. We, I think we've uh, we've dodged that, and I think Aaron gets a lot of uh, credit. Should get a lot of credit for that, and I think a lot a lot of the early people should probably get a lot of credit for that. It's been there, there's been a lot of a lot of. Uh, it- is that camaraderie maybe uh, part and parcel of the fact that uh, most of the Twins blogs, at least, were champions and um, really just enthusiastic about uh, the new statistical metrics, like your uh, your VORPs and your yeah, but, QZRs and whatnot? Uh, I think it's about VORP these days. Yeah, I, I think that's accurate in that you know there was a lot of a similar tilt to a lot of the blogs, but I think that was the case in every area. You know, I think there okay. was... A, now you know that we also were blessed for a while with uh, Batgirl. Yeah, that helps a lot. Which, which uh, you know, also was yeah. was was exactly the opposite of that. Uh, and uh, yeah. I, I don't know that if you talk to Anne, I think Anne felt like some people were really excited about welcoming her to sort of the Twins blog community, and I think some people were not as uh, well. Whoever uh, those people that did not welcome her, let's find them and murder them. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, they I were have no so awesome. that. I will ride and die for Anne or two. Yep, yep, me too. Agreed. There is to Agreed. It, so. Me too. I every single article I read from her is I was like, I don't understand. She's not using words that I don't know. Right? It's not like she's yeah. got this vocabulary. It's just this unbelievable rich storytelling and some boring game and fucking Tuesday Metrodome or whatever. Right. How is she so good? And how can I not do that? It was just like you know, you get to a point where there are some writers you're just like, if they just close down the internet jealous. when she did. Did yeah. they just close down the internet when she did the Lego Lego portrayal of the Lombardozzi Gladden fight? Oh. I think they could have just that could have been for the internet. I would have been fine with that. Yep. <laughs> we've reached we got, we've reached the end. So good. This is as good as yeah. we're getting. Yeah. yeah, she was yeah. a brilliant. And you know, uh, yes. like you know, I was actually talking. I think with John and I were talking at supper about it, about how you know sometimes people can come along and they can write, and you can uh, imitate. You can you can say this is a new style of writing. We're going to start writing you know game recaps this way or uh, you know analysis this way or something. And after you do it for a while, other people can can who are interested in it can sort of imitate it and so on and, and do it. There was some of that with Anne, but it was she her, she was impossible to imitate. Yeah, and just, even now, so creative and yep. um, and brilliant and funny. Uh, yeah, even now, I mean, nobody. You know, I was kind of hoping when when she did leave that you know, some other people would be able to step into it and the closest we have are you two John and <laughs> Stu yeah, we are, I was just going to say we are oh, but pale ghostly now. imitations I, I, yeah, I, I couldn't agree I more I appreciate the compliment <laughs> but boy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Ah, the kindest of guests. It felt like she watched a game and decided at the end of it, there there was a story here that I need to craft in a sort of funny, ridiculous manner, but I'm not going to talk as much about the nuts and bolts, but I really want to tell a story about what happened during this game, uh, satirical or crazy or whatever. But yeah, very few people try to do that. I tried to ape it a little bit when I wrote about the wolves for at Michael's site for a little while, but it was terrible, and I couldn't do it. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the reason nobody does it, is because nobody can do it. Right. And if anybody tried, it would either be terrible or we'll people get there. would just be run off the internet. We'll get it. there. I mean, or it I, would I, take I, you a month. Yeah. You know? Exactly. I mean, it's that's... hard to do it quickly. She did it, like, at, after a game. Right. Right. Well, you know, I, listen, I, I've got a great deal of faith in, you know, the ability for people to spring up and surprise you with the talent and writing that they've got and, you know, that they can develop from it as an independent voice. So I think eventually we're going to get, you know, somebody who's got something similar or can do something similar. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure we'll ever, that'll ever be matched because, like I said, it was just... It seems unlikely. It was, yeah, it was brilliant. Well, That's, I think the nice thing about um, where we're at right now with sports writing and, and twins writing um, is that for a long time, it was... All we were worried about was was what happened and what what's valuable and really trying to outsmart each other with... Not in a competitive way, but really trying to understand the game in terms of what these uh, statistics mean and all that sort of stuff. Um, but we're going to get to a point where we all know that sort of thing. We don't have to prove to each other, um, you know, what the actual statistics mean. And then we can go back to back or, or forward to the more of the storytelling aspect of, of a game, which I think is going to be really interesting to see how those stories get told for, from, a, from a recap perspective. You know, like we don't need to talk about WPA that often anymore. We all know exactly. We know where to find it and what to look up, you know. So it's, we'll get there. But, yeah, you're right. It's, it's an evolution. I think we're... I think we're kind of on the cusp of that in a lot of ways. I feel like yep. um, we've, been, we've been debating this a lot amongst the Twins Daily guys. Is one of the things that we've uh, I talked with you about this, John, at Supper 2. We've been talking a lot about game recaps. We haven't done any game recaps on Twins Daily. And we deliberately, when we started, saying we said we weren't going to do any game recaps on Twins Daily because you can mm-hmm. find game recaps everywhere, right? Yep. Um, but now I'm kind of at the point where you could do so many good creative things with game recaps that just aren't being done. You know, there's just it's way too much by the template and by the book. Start with an intro, uh, tiny yep. little story. You know, wrap the whole. You could wrap uh, five, four or five paragraphs of game details that you could just as easily get from a game summary. Throw a couple of quotes to support it to support the story that you've wrapped around it. Wrap it up with a conclusion. You're pretty much good to go. In 700 words, you're you can knock off for the night. I just feel like um, you know game recaps could be a lot more. They could be a lot more creative. You could go you know full tilt like Ann did. Um, you could also mm-hmm. do you know you could basically write a story about baseball. Like here's an interesting thing that uh, you know one particular thing that happened in the game and how that uh, you know ties to the history of baseball or to some sabermetric theory or to game theory or to uh, the minor league system, or do what the Twins might be doing at the trade deadline. You do do five hundred, six hundred words on that, and then wrap it inside of a one hundred summary, one hundred word summary of the game. Like there's just a million different things like you like that you could do, and I think we're going to get to that point. But you know, I think we still need. Yeah, I think you know it's going to depend on some people stepping up and trying some stuff like that and seeing how it goes and developing a following. That that kind of brings up one question that I wanted to ask because you. 
if anybody is plugged into people who are upcoming, if, if nothing else, just from Twins Daily, which does showcase a lot of a lot of different writers more than some other sites. Who is you know one or two or a couple of sort of up and coming writers that not enough people are reading in your mind? And well, this can be all, all on Twins Daily. We haven't plugged Twins Daily yet, me, but we should. Twinsdaily.com. Yeah, right. You let, should go to it. Everybody loves it. Let me preface this by, if they're not on Twins Daily, I'm probably not reading them. And, all right. And, and that's my own fault. It's one of the things that, it's why we started Twins Daily, is because there were so many independent blogs out there that we can't keep up with them. You know, and so, yeah. you know, what will happen is, you know, some earnest person who really wants to write and passionate about their writing and is a good writer and has lots of good takes and so on, starts up a blog someplace and they write to you and you say, I will link to your blog. Absolutely. It's great stuff. And you link to it on one day and then literally you don't, they don't want to keep pestering you. Yeah. Although they should absolutely keep pestering you. <laughs> right. And they, I can't tell this enough to enough, enough bloggers, independent bloggers. You're not pestering if it's good. You know, if it's good, it's you're just drawing, you're you're bringing my attention to a story I probably want to read. Yep. Right. And if it's terrible, there's no helping you anyway. Right. So. That's right. Um, so you link to them once, and then you don't hear from them again for a year and a half, and by then they're done because they didn't get that much traffic on the first day. Yeah. You know, and then, um, so. And you just can't keep up with everybody. Like I, I, I can't stop by twenty different independent sites and read all the different stuff that's going on. So, uh, on on our site, uh, one of the names that Brad Swanson has been writing for us uh, pretty regularly now recently, and he's really come out of nowhere this year. I've never heard of him before, maybe two months ago. And I think the stuff that he does is, you know, very funny. It kind of is you know, taking steps towards the uh, Ann Ursu. Uh, thing, but also having some uh, solid statistical analysis in it uh, as well. Sure. Um, so I think that that's the name that's probably jumping out to me. We've got you know a number of different people who are submitting stuff on a pretty regular basis. That's pretty good. You know, Cody Christie from No Deck Twins fan is a machine right now. Um, he's just he's literally writing every day and uh, you know covering all kinds of different stories. So. Uh, that'd be another one. I'd in Cody's out. defense, there's nothing to do in North Dakota. Well, that's so, a fair I mean, point. It's very, yeah, we're about the oil patch. That's about it. <laughs> Cody, we're not saying that you have nothing better to do. We're saying that this is the best thing you have to do. I think there's a couple yeah, other people correct. out there that are sort of finding their voice. Uh, there's a guy, um, oh, Peanuts from Afar. What is his name? His name is Benjamin something. And uh, he's uh, occasionally putting some other cause very Anne Ursuish type things out there. Very, very good uh, fan fiction type, you know, funny takes on things. Um, and uh, Mr. Horror Pants uh, is also uh, <laughs> which is his actual name as Gleeman mentioned on the podcast this <laughs> yeah, week yeah he's uh, I think he's developing his voice a little more refining his voice a little more you're seeing a lot of good stuff by him I'm sure by just naming some people I'm sure I'm leaving some people out so but the, there's there's quite a bit going on I'm, I'm really really as encouraged as I've been by the traffic on Twins Daily I'm even more encouraged by all the submissions we're getting and the quality of stories we're getting because it's the whole point, right? The whole point of it was to develop a community of creative, independent uh, writers that can sort of discover themselves while still having the motivation to to you know, with using the motivation of some attention to to develop a voice. And I think we're getting to that point. So, given the people that are writing right now, what is maybe the one thing for maybe there's an aspiring, uh, obviously aspiring writers listen to this podcast. This is the one place that everybody sure, goes. Sure, absolutely. 
what what is the what is the thing that the one thing that's not being done right now that you wish there was that was being done? Is it somebody like Batgirl that's just brilliantly funny and brilliantly creative? I think we're moving towards that pretty regularly. I think there's some good solid steps towards that. More steps than I've seen. Well, really, since you know you guys started doing it, um, I thought yours and like I said, yours and Stu, I think, are are at the top of that list right now. But you know, you guys have been doing it for a while, and haven't seen a lot of other people. Uh, attempt that. Um, well, like I said, I, I think I think there's just uh, I, I, if I could change, if I could add one kind of story to Twins Daily on a regular basis, it would be more daily coverage of the team done within a wrapping of greater knowledge of of baseball. You know, let's explore this area because you know so-and-so tried this and it didn't yeah. work and here's what happens when it does work and you know here's you know what the problems with it or you know here's the type of players that this would work for or you know that sort of thing i, I, I just think there's a i think you can wrap a lot of uh, baseball analysis inside of sort of daily uh coverage of the team that isn't really done as much as i'd like to see it sure um all right and another another thing we wanted to talk about a little bit you are as much as anyone, a connoisseur of the bars around Target Field and the area around Target Field. So give us your top three Target Field bars, your top three places to go before or after a Twins game. All right, well, I'm going to tell you one. I'm almost I'm almost afraid to give you my favorite one right now because it's so, I like it so much I'm afraid that it won't last. you got to remember, so, nobody listens to this podcast. <laughs> Maybe so, 14 people are going to hear your recommendation. It's so, not going to be inundated tomorrow. With yeah, and you know the, 12 of them already. Because so the sport is. I wouldn't worry. <laughs> so, listen, after a game. Most of us are out of state. After a game, I've done this two or three times now within the last week, and it's awesome. After the game, if you've got season tickets or if you've bought season, somebody from who has season tickets, after the game, go up to the Metropolitan Club where you can get in with season tickets, mm-hmm. right? Go to the bar, grab a bar, and then you can go sit on the the railings, the, yeah, yeah. the deck that overlooks the field. And you can stay there for like an hour after the game. They'll serve you beer for, I don't know, 45 minutes or something. You can stay there for, it seems like an hour or so after the game. And, you know, they'll turn off the lights of the stadium. They'll, you know, the field crews will be doing things. And you're just kind of hanging out at the basically an empty ballpark, sipping a beer, hanging out with your friends. It's awesome. It's, it's all the it's, good things about being at a oh. Twins game without the disappointment of Pedro Flores. <laughs> <right here. laughs> exactly. You don't have right. to actually watch him. That's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. So that, don't that's, they typically cut uh, cut off the beer sales at a certain? It's usually like half hour to forty five minutes or something. So you know, but and you so you only really have time for one or maybe two beers out there. But they they just don't kick you out of there very often. I think it's partly because you know that season ticket holder kind of thing. Like they just yep. They'll let you watch batting practice for free. They'll uh, let you do anything. Knob knob. You know. Well, uh, I thought I thought that you had to. I thought that beer sales were cut off in like the eighth inning or something. Oh, Is they, that they are. Ex- the they are except in three places. Or maybe four, maybe a couple more places. But the three places that I know of are Town Ball Tavern, Herbex, and the Metropolitan Club. So oh, yeah, okay. you can't so get it's beer. Not you, a yeah, required you can't get, thing. In, right. Okay. You can't get it in open places in the stadium. But there's a couple of bars basically within the stadium where they'll keep serving until I don't know half hour after game time, forty five minutes after game time, hour after game time. It kind of varies basically when they decide they yep. want to go home. So, so that's my favorite thing to do after a game right now. Uh, before a game, well, I'll, I'll mention batting practice. I just love batting practice, and now that they've got good beers in the stadium all over, you know that's yeah. that's not a bad way to spend an hour and a half, two hours before the game outside. Um, other bars, but bars around the place. 
Uh, you know, I'd say I love the Fulton Tap Room. Yeah. Uh, Yay! I, uh, yep, I love the Fulton Tap Room. <laughs> uh, I like uh, very much the. Um, uh, I, I like what was Champs Alley. What is it now? Is it the Alley Sports Bar? That's it. The Alley the Sports Alley, Bar. I think so. I don't. I don't know why the I like that. Champs. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I like that alley so much, but I like that alley so much. So. You know, you know, something about drinking in an alley yep. that just yep. warms your heart. Right. I like the appetizers at Glicks. No. They've got like some chili things and some nacho things that are awesome. Um, at just about any place outside right now. I've even uh, I, I'll tell you the beer selection at McKenzie's. If you're looking for a place with good, uh, fun beer selection, McKenzie's down by the Orpheum is a great place. Uh, I, uh, I second very good that. beer selection. Oh, awesome! Yeah. You know what has the worst beer selection is the Loon. What the fuck is wrong with that place, yeah. man? Yep, it's isn't that where all the dude bros go? Even decent beer. Yeah, good chili, um, bad beer. That's the review it's I have. Like a couple too old for dude bros, but it's close to dude bros. Um, Glicks has a good selection yeah, of beer now too. Yeah, yeah. That- I like, like almost everywhere does. There's very few places that have terrible beers. Like, there's usually at least one or two places that has something, right? Right. And the Loon has got like Mirror Pond, and it's the keg is like nine years old. Uh, after the game, <laughs> after the game today, after we sat in the Metropolitan Club and they finally kicked us out of there, we went down to the Butcher and the Boar, which is a little bit further away from delicious. the stadium that you want, but a delicious yeah. place. And again, like thirty unbelievable beers on yeah. tap. You know, mm-hmm. Including some you're not going to get anyplace else. But. It's a little hoity-toity for those of us from Stearns County or Big Stone County. Well, you but. get to the happy hour. You hit the you, you not you don't go to the restaurant. You go to the beer garden in the back. That's the, yeah. that's the key. Yeah, so that's where the that that's where the real fans sit. Right in the beer garden. All right. Um. So speaking of beer, I got a shipment of beer um today from uh, my. Uh, my beer bud pen pal from Minnesota, and he um, he shipped me some of the Surly Overrated. Oh. Uh, I haven't had that yet. John, have you? Yes, I did have Surly Overrated. Uh, it was yes, a- I, I I have as well. And I so liked. What do we it. think? You didn't, you didn't ask me. So. <laughs> no, no, I, I I liked it. I uh, I'm trying to remember where I had it. Um, I'm kind I of thought blanking. that was the one at the new at the field. Do they might, still have bandwagon it, at the field, or do they? No, have they don't have bandwagon the, anymore. Bandwagon, that, they, yeah, that, that's okay. been discontinued. That's right. That's right. Gotcha. Uh, so I've had it, and uh, but I, I can't remember exactly. I think it was right, uh, right at the beginning of the season. I ended up having a uh, surly overrated, and you know, I, I honestly, to be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not a huge surly guy. I All right, stop. Stop the podcast. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I really, I really wasn't either until it seems like about three months ago. I started basically getting nothing but surly. I find so. I think surly furious can be absolutely wonderful, and uh, but I also find it inconsistent. Really? Yeah, uh, but that's not their fault, is it? Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's just because it's you know some of it has been aged the right amount of time, <laughs> and some of it's old, or or maybe it's just yeah. you know I've had. I've been eating, I don't know, bananas or something, so I'm not tasting what I would normally be tasting on that. But I've been, I've been to, you know, literally, they're, like, I'll walk into a bar and say, you know, can I try the Furious? And if it's if it's good, I will drink it until it's gone. Like, it's so good, right? Mm-hmm. But then a lot of time it's just like, ah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not getting anything but pine. Let's give me some more pine. <laughs> you know, and I, I, so I don't know if it, I don't know I'm if it's their you. fault I- or not. 
I don't either because I had the same problem with uh, Two Hearted, which is one of my favorites ever. And there's definitely times when I'll, I went to um, JD Town and it was so bad I had to send it back immediately. Like I'm, I'm not drinking this because it's so flat. But I don't know who to blame in those situations. I blamed JD Hoyts because I felt like it felt good. Yeah, <laughs> well, the beer's flat. Sometimes, sometimes the tap line is just crappy. I mean, it's just dirty or hasn't been cleaned or it's just garbage. Sometimes it's not the fault of the brewer; it's the fault of the bar on the tap line. Yeah, I mean, I like yeah, yeah, sure. I find Summit uh, fair, beer nerd there. I find Summit fairly consistent. Uh, I just don't find certainly particularly consistent. And maybe that's just part of the nature of being a small brewer. I don't know, but so that's why I, I you know, some people will rave to me. Oh God, I'm I'm getting surly every time. I'm like, well, some, sometimes I really like it, and sometimes I I just don't. I seldom get it at bars, I guess, but that's almost the only place I get it. Yeah. When I, when I'm drinking by myself at home, <laughs> crying and watching the twins, sure, watching soccer on television with no friends except for Stu texting <laughs> to you, yeah, um, or fighting with Dana on Twitter. <laughs> Dana and I have gotten into a couple of soccer fights. I don't like when we fight Dana. If you're listening, let's just stop fighting. He's crabby because he's, he's got sleeping. a grown up job now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I miss when, when you don't sleep, he gets crabby. I, I I'm just gonna say I miss the old Dana. I miss having I him on Twitter too. all day. I mean, great great for him. I think this is the second week in a row we've actually talked <laughs> about the old data, you how mean much the unemployed data. data? Yeah. The underemployed yeah. data? Poor data. <laughs> we miss the yeah. underemployed data. So what, what is he getting up at like 3 in the morning at this point? He's got to be. Yeah, like 2.30, 3 o'clock he gets up for this uh, morning show gig. Yikes. That, no, thank that, you. I just, you know, I do the power trip morning on a show yeah. on a regular basis. I know a lot of those guys. I don't know how you could do it long term. Like, I just I, I, I think that's why Tom Bernard's pretty much lost his marbles. Is he's been getting up so damn early for so damn long. It's just yeah impossible. It's inhuman. <laughs> Pardon? It's inhuman. That's not human oh, yeah, beings. I, we're not supposed to have that. No mid morning. That no. That's the slot you want. The mid morning slot. <laughs> that's right. The Paul Allen slot. That's right. The, the P, oh yeah, the PA gig is that's of course then Paul then he goes and does his four other different jobs. So he's yeah, crazy true. too. That's he true. does have eleven different jobs, but yeah. <laughs> and but yeah, you know, obviously Paul guys, Allen listens, you're, so you're we don't want to insult him. <laughs> I'm sure he has nothing better <laughs> no. to do than listen to our podcast. Please be friends with us, Paul Allen. <laughs> yeah, we we'd love to be friends <laughs> with you, Paul. We Paul know Aaron Gleeman. You know Aaron Gleeman. We should get along real well. We should get an apartment. Yeah. Okay, guys. Uh, Benton and Stearns and Sherburn are in a thunderstorm watch now until six in the morning. So I just thought you guys would like to know that. That's good. Oh, enough. our first weather report. Yeah. Very important. I, I get got a traffic report from home. Dallas. The traffic is light. It is light right now. <laughs> All right. Anybody else no, got a weather or yeah. sports update? How's the sports going right now? Once <laughs> again, uh, we've managed to. The- Basketball game's tied in the second quarter. We, we've managed to schedule a podcast on a night with both the Stanley Cup and the NBA Finals going because we are idiots. So <laughs> I'm proud of us. I, I think the one other thing I wanted to ask about blogging, and this is partially because the rest of us have done a lot of writing, and then at some point you just start getting burned out. So for someone like you who's been writing on the Internet for more than a decade at this point, how many times have you quit blogging or almost quit blogging or just said this isn't worth it i i quit once yeah that's yeah, when i shut down twins territory yeah now that was partly premed partly because the software blew up we <laughs> literally we literally got notified by the isp that they were kicking us off off of the host mm-hmm. because of memory leaks like that week and we had to figure out what we were going to do and when, that was when we tried to also develop sort of a community of people were you on that 
I don't remember I being, but was. that doesn't mean I wasn't. And I thought there was a. I thought maybe you were one of the people that we got. We did that with. Uh oh, Clarence is here. Yeah. Hi, Clarence. Joining us oh, now, no. Clarence Swampdown. Oh no! Hey guys. Hey. Uh, What's up, new haircut? Happy haircut day, buddy. No, that's a that's a uh, wearing a hat since about. 4.30 this morning, hair, uh, haircut. Nothing new. It's All just right. A, happy hat day, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Maybe you've just it. lost some more hair. Oh, yeah, I, oh every kid. Every strand of hair every kid gains is straight from my head. That <laughs> 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 works. Every kid I have, I lose more and more. It's just it's going so fast. Holy right. crap. It's so sad. So finish, you, Sorry, finish your thought, John, then let's talk about the game today, oh, okay. so the game today so a little bit, because so everybody was there. I stopped that once, and then... Um, what year uh, was this that you stopped it? Let's see, it was 2006? It's October of 2005 or 2006. And you just said, I'm not going to write anymore on the internet. Yeah, I just, I just put it as, I didn't write from October until March. And then Kirby died. And then I wrote... So and started. Then I thought, yeah, well, we don't have to do it on my software anymore. We'll just use a blog spot thing, and I'll mm-hmm. just write when I want to write occasionally. And then, you know, I slowed down. I was literally writing every day for, you know, four years or Jeez. every every weekday for four years uh, up to up to that point. And then once we once we tried to start up that community, I was writing even more often than that as we're trying to build other writers and stuff. Right. And then uh, then after that, it was maybe once or twice a week. Um, uh, the, the new Twins Geek on the new blogger was about once or twice a week. So, but, but yes, you absolutely think about quitting all the time. Yep. You totally burn out. This is true uh, for all of us, I think. Oh, absolutely. Oh and I, I you know, and I, you. I, quit, I quit blogging about 15 times a week at this point. Yeah. Um, I actually went through with it. Yeah. yeah I, I actually did. Cold you turkey. actually did it. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, I did it. Yep. Which yeah, is a disappointment go, to all of us all the time. <laughs> it's a congrats, but that's bullshit. Come on, you got to push through that. Um, oh, it's done, done. It's uh, sorry. There, there's, I, I don't, you know, for for all the people that all the professional writers that make fun of bloggers and you know what they do, I don't think they get just how much personally you invest in it, how difficult it is to become the at the to get to the point where. You have enough people paying attention to you that anybody's listening to you that that they even know about you. Yeah. Right. Uh, how you are, yeah. how it is such an act of faith, just uh, of of passion and faith. You know, you have to be passionate about it to the point where you're crazy, and you have to have some sort of faith that something's going to happen, even though nothing ever happens. And you yeah. you you don't know anybody that anything has ever happened for. You have to be an idiot, and, really. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you. Uh, and you know that's a it, that's uh, that's why I love promoting it, and it's why I love finding writers and encouraging writers. Is because I just I respect the hell out of anybody who's can do that on a regular basis. Because it takes I don't know it takes a special uh, th- those are the people I want to know. Like I want to know people who who believe in things and yeah. love things that much that are trying yeah. to do it. Even though basically, when it comes to success stories for bloggers, there's Aaron Gleeman, and then that's it. Well, and then even if you do get successful, you are you know derided by you know yeah. by writers who are paid for such things for you know you know well, who who gave you your mom's who, basement. Who gave you, yeah, who gave you a platform when you're in your mom's basement? So like even when you you overcome all those obstacles, when you've you've uh, developed enough skill and enough attention 
and you know found your market share and bought and you know fought and clawed for it that you know the reward is ah it's just some guy writing in his basement it's like yeah well fuck you yeah. yep. who gave you a platform <laughs> nobody gave me a platform who gave you a platform <laughs> that's right yeah, yeah nobody handed me I, I wasn't handed a platform built from 70 years worth of you know history yeah you know i built this thing from you know what i've got so well, um, yeah, no kidding. It, you got handed a platform by your employer, by a person who hired you, right? Right. I got handed it to it, but by, by thousands of people. That's right. That's right. You know, which isn't to say, which isn't to say that they haven't earned, you know, a, a level of trust and platform as well. Yeah, right? we shouldn't deride but, the writers because no, I actually like my, almost all right, of them. Yeah, that, they're actually that's really not my good point. writers. My point is that, that they can't they do their job. Yeah. My point is is that it gets it. You know, I remember every feeling. I would get about every time somebody took cheap shots at that sort of thing. I remember thinking, I remember how it felt, and yeah. I remember uh, that uh, that I thought you don't have any fucking clue. You, listen, if you if you you know, it's, I actually wrote a story about a year ago about this. Any of you guys want to you know have all the joys and so on of being a blogger? All you have to do is quit. <laughs> Just quit your jobs. Yep. You know, get another job. Who I'll, I'll I'll get you signed up on Blogspot. You know, and you can write on Blogspot and you can see you can write every day and you can have all the freedom and benefits that I get from being a blogger. Yep. You can write whatever you want after you get all home the from chicks, work. Yeah. Oh yeah. All the freebies. And then yeah. and, and then when you get some attention, you can be told how, you know, you're just some random guy with a computer. And to be yeah. to be entirely fair, these sort of traditional media versus blog wars are sort of over at this point. I think so. You I hope rarely so. you yeah. rarely see anybody. I hope not. No, <laughs> I like them. I like them a lot. Them. God, I love them so much. And I just, I, you know, I'll be like, if there ever is one, I'll take my pitchfork and like fan the, you know, like turn the coals over just to yeah. try to rile the thing up even more. Like if they reach an agreement, oh, shake hands. No, no I'll get in there. No, you know, try to stoke it a little bit. God, I love him so much. Mackie, you know, when he gets all worked up, fucking love him. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And it's the same conversation once a year. We just decide, what what, what month are we doing it this year, fellas? Yep, yep, All right, yep. let's do it. July. We should have another one of these. We haven't had one for a while. <laughs> yeah, we just, I guess we need another flame up. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, like I said, I... I I I feel like the vet. I actually, first of all, I'd say that most of the people who are covering the Twins right now, 
there, I think you've just got a lot more talented baseball writers in this town than yeah. you've had, certainly when I first started covering the team. Uh, way back. Maybe, maybe more talented writers isn't exactly right, but people who pay more attention uh, and, and corporations, corporate media uh, groups that pay more attention. You know, yeah. They want their people to write a lot. They want them to tweet a lot. They want them to cover details or the prospects or all the different things that um, – or the draft, or you know whatever. Yeah, the ten years ago, right? Just getting ignored. Yeah, right. Before it would have been, you know, yep. seven hundred word game story that was basically phoned in, and you know maybe a couple of notes, five hundred word it. notebook, and you're right. done for the day. That's right, and you don't see. Everybody understands that the game has been raised. I'll be honest with you, I think the bloggers raised the game. You know, yep. I think if there wasn't, if there wasn't, if if if, if you know, it's it's not just. It's not just people saying, "Oh, yeah, I'm really threatened by the traffic that the blogs get," because I don't think they are threatened by the traffic no. the blogs get. But there's a, a certain level of professional pride that goes into it too. Absolutely. And when you're sitting there reading it, something, you're going, "This fucker's out writing me. Like this is a really good thing." Yeah. You know, and uh, you you just like you know I've you know I've, I find somebody when somebody writes something really well, I'm like, "God damn it, I should have been able to write that. That was really <laughs> good." You know, and then maybe you you know double down. You know, you'd be making make that much more of an effort. I think that's happening across the board on some things. So, or you just quit. Yeah, right. You know, that's a good thing to do too. Like, <laughs> oh, these guys are better. Just fuck it. <laughs> you can have it. You can have it, guys. Yeah, th- that's th- what Clarence and I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah we talk a lot about writing, and we have two really good writers Come on this podcast. Daily, you fuckers. That never write. <laughs> Come right on Twins Daily, you dumbasses. You get all the attention you want. You you be careful what you wish for. Some of the goofy shit that I oh, come up with, you don't I would want love to be it. around. It. I would no, absolutely love it. You don't want it. to be there holding the gas can when I light something on fire and then hand, you, hand it to you and run away. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be unusual for somebody who runs a forum. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all, need to, we all need to have a moment where we encourage Clarence here because he could easily be oh, the no, most no. popular writer on the internet. And he well, just chooses not to. Fatherhood, schmotherhood. Let's go. Yep. Forget Step your children. Your, your children will be fine. John it takes is, a village. John Cannon Falls will raise them for you. One, John is lying. And two, ask Rand what it was like putting up with just even once a week the things that I'd throw at him. And he'd have to bat down with a tennis racket the goofy shit that I'd come up with. He'd be like, no, Clarence, you can't. Put that on the internet. <laughs> the Here's why Terry Ryan is Mussolini. Yes. Yeah. You can't. Oh, it was mostly around Maturi. That's what he. Holy crap! The stuff I'd throw at him with about Maturi. You can't say that he butt fucks sheep. That's not. You have no proof. With a diagram from MSP. We can't show him butt fucking animals, yeah. man. We need two credible good. sources on that one. I take you it back, Clarence. You're not invited. <laughs> See what I mean? I told you, you guys have a conversation. I'm getting. Then, I'm getting your you know, IP address from Marthala. We're banning you permanently. You're off already. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. The only time I've been on Twins Daily, Parker uh, quoted me up calling that Paul Lucas, that UniWatch guy, an asshole. That's the only time I've ever been on there. Yeah, so that's the, that gives you any. Uh, that's the only time. That's my one and only. That's that would. Was be that insane. about the PJ Walters thing? That was exactly about the PJ. Is Walters he still employed? I've, what PJ Walters no thing? I won't go back to that UniWatch since that day. That was the most ridiculous goddamn thing I've ever. No heard. shit. He uh, PJ Walters had a um, 
child die, like an infant or something. And his, he, his baby daughter, yeah, his daughter. Yeah. So he puts her initials into the dirt before every game. Right. And Paul Lucas, is that his name? Paul Lucas, yes, yeah, was so like, uh, you know, this guy is such a showboater, trying drawing attention to himself, yada yada. And somebody pointed out what what it was. He was like, I still think it's bullshit. I don't think you should be doing stuff like that. And he still Ooh. has a job. Who's wow. Paul like Lucas? I, wow. he, he runs this UniWatch blog, which I actually liked right up until now. <laughs> oh, sorry, John. <laughs> I, I had no it's idea this happened. Yeah. Oh, he's the one that runes the blog about uniforms. About uniforms and uh, stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. Which is yeah, it's yeah. fairly interesting, actually, except it turns out he's terrible. He might he might, he might have backed down from that after. I hope he well, backed down. I hope he backed down. Maybe after a little reflection, he's reconsidered. After he realized he's a human being with feelings and <laughs> Guys, you know the rule. We can't look it up whether he did or didn't. We have to just know what we assume. Oh, I assume he did it. I'm perfectly <laughs> happy to hate him based on something that somebody else said on this podcast. <laughs> Maybe so. he found the prescription yeah. for the medication and... Started back. <laughs> yeah, like, wait a second. How can I possibly yeah. criticize someone for this? Right. Yeah. If I can quote Gwen Daly, Paul Lucas hates dead kids. And that's what Gwen Daly said. Gwen <laughs> <laughs> Daly writer Parker Hageman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Some, you're not, you're not getting invited here. there, Clarence. Fire that no, one through the Twitter, no, Guardy. No, I know that. I'm, I'm pretty much done. No. So what did I miss so far, guys? I'm sorry I came late to this. Well, we talked uh, about a lot of soccer, so I know you'll I know you'll be sad that you missed that. Uh, mm-hmm. Talking about my dream vacation in the Dells. We compared uh, hey, dance moms. We compared yeah, Tony Soprano to uh, Tony Soprano to the woman from Dance Mom. Dance Mom, yep. Yep. Genie, whatever her um, name. Talked about good. the blogs. We've talked mostly um, about the blogs, I'd say. Yeah. Made fun of the Brewers. <laughs> yep. Um, dad Bros. Dad Bros. <laughs> which is a dude bro who's a dad. So I, I could. That's. A, a I wish I was in on that one. I saw like fifty of them tonight. That would have been. Where were you? Where oh, were you? I was a lot of places. Soccer game, softball. Oh, okay. You were at the Twins oh, game yeah. today, weren't you? At the Twins game today. Yeah, I was all over. Dude, Everybody was at the Twins everywhere. game. You were at the Twins hey, game yeah, today, sir. Yep. Our, hey, for my benefit, for my benefit, um, I missed most to all of the twin stuff this week being out, except for the uh, Tuesday night game. Uh-huh. Uh, what happened exactly? Did they just beat up on the White Sox? The White, the White Sox, Sox are terrible. terrible. Okay, uh, m- more terrible than the Twins. Yeah, the White Sox uh, okay. just lost three straight to the twin- Twins, but that's one thing. They also lost three straight to the Astros over the weekend. Which means Oy. they should probably be kicked out of the American League. Right. <laughs> wow! Yeah, go to AAA. I would yeah. love that rule. Just you know, White Sox, Oklahoma City, Iowa. The Twins didn't exactly shine, but they were good enough. Brian Dozier suddenly on a tear. Yeah, they did hit seventeen home runs today. Yeah, everybody yeah. who shouldn't <laughs> hit a home run hit a home run today. Right. Cleet Thomas great. hit a home I run. Love home runs. Yeah. Cleet Thomas hit a home run. Yeah, Clarence's boy Cleet. Yeah, no, he's not my him. guy. Where did yeah. your guy loves him? Ed, Ed Escobar. <laughs> no, Ed Escobar is my guy. But Cleet Thomas, where the hell did this come from? I don't know. Nobody oh, wants Cleet. him, and you weren't here, so you got him. Oh, yeah, you just Escobar have to have hit a home run too. Yeah, that's oh, where I hit You were at the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging out. It's in the second deck. Keep it score. Yeah, it was in the second deck. You're right. Some of us were working while the TV played behind I us see. today. Or suckers. Some of us were catching some sun. I know. I wish I not had. Not drinking beer. Tough life, guys. Poor John. We should yep. mention that John is not drinking beer, which I am both impressed and saddened by. Yeah, me too. I'm huh. impressed and saddened by it as well. Yep. Are you an all or nothing guy or what? Uh, no, I'm a. 
I'm trying to lose some weight, so I'm on a uh, weight plan, which does not include uh-huh. alcohol. That'll do it. Yep. John, do here's it. the thing, man. Alcohol does not make you gain weight. I'm oh. positive of it. The alcohol <laughs> calories are different than other calories. <laughs> it just goes straight to your brain. I would say 25 <laughs> years of experience uh, would, would, <laughs> would counteract that theory. I've got well, about 25 years know. of... of uh, Haven't you ever seen like intervention, though? There are dudes who drink like 30 beers a day, and they weigh like 14 I will pounds. put up... But my they, whole family. Just, you look at look just, at the men in my family, and and what they do as far as alcohol is concerned, and what they look like. We're all like, you know, BMIs of negative, like no fat at yeah. all, and drink like drink. You know, you've never seen drinking. My, my but the swamp is- towns are a special <laughs> case, clearly, because. They're, no. they're basically smoking cigarettes that are filled with pork, and yet they're perfectly healthy people. <laughs> I'm telling you, I unless I, I did a bunch of research on this like two, three years ago, and there was not one scientific study that showed that alcohol actually makes you gain weight. They did these things where they're like, this person, each these two people are going to have balanced diets, except this you know, person number two is going to drink like three vodkas three vodka mm-hmm. shots a day or whatever, and they didn't gain a pound. Oh, no, yeah, no, that, that, that I, would to, I would totally believe that. The problem is that the whole balanced diet thing falls apart as well, I stop, yeah, I stop exactly. to get a bucket of chicken on the way home <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and, and, then, and then in the morning go get a Cajun to yeah. work off the work. <laughs> alcohol is a like, gateway. Alcohol leads to White Castle right, that's is right. what you, we're saying. You can only be like, why, who on earth needs 11 tacos for themselves? Why would I order 11 tacos in the drive? Looking at their seats that, like, what did I do? You wake up the next day. Wake up with lettuce all over my face, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> why did I do this? Why did I think Burger King was a great idea at two in the morning? Why would I go to worst, Burger King? Actually, worst I know exactly ever. why you would think that's a good idea because those triples. Oh man, the, yeah, I've been the there. Onion rings with the dippy zesty sauce. Good lord. But you're right. <laughs> John is clearly into oh. the food hallucinations portion of this. Oh god. <laughs> That sounds really good, though. We've all been there where you just start walking up to other people where you're like, you know what would be really awesome right now? A Doritos taco. And you've got this intense, faraway look in your eyes. Like, you might take a bite out of the person's neck that you're talking to. We're into that portion of it. Eventually, you just get to depression where you're just sort of depressed and you're like, hey, I haven't eaten a taco in four months. Oh. Sort of like that, or, or thirty-seven years, or thirty-seven years. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Uh, I had a taco. I have at least four tacos a week. They're so good. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I could. Uh, I could. <laughs> I wonder how many days in a row you could eat Taco Bell before you get sick of it. One. Uh, that's not true. I hate Taco Bell. <laughs> that's not true. Chipotle would be a long time, but Taco oh. Bell maybe quickly. No, because Taco Bell, you've got a bunch of variations. Like Taco Bell, you can, well, I'll get the tacos this day. I'll get the stuffed burrito that day. I'm going to get the chalupa on the third day. They're all the same the thing, though, right? Well, You're, you got it all worked out, don't you? Slightly different <laughs> form factors. <laughs> Chipotle, I'm always going to get the same thing. It's. It, I mean, Taco Bell is the same disgusting, horrible things packaged in different ways. They just turn it upside down. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Here's our upside down taco. Or inside out, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. Have we talked about my new segment called Randball Stew's Entrepreneurial Corner? No. no. We, should have, we no. haven't had a new segment in a while. Let's have awesome. Well, should we okay. call it uh, RSEC to close up? Yes, you know. RSEC. RSEC. <laughs> RSEC. It is, a, it is a, going to be a one-segment show. It's never happening again, but it's happening Perfect. tonight because you've uh, thus tying it for the longest it. running segment. In is it upside history. down tacos? Because I just said no, that. no, no, no. <laughs> no. Pending. 
That's a, that's okay. your worst idea. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's really saying something. That is. Ch- okay. Chipotle, but for breakfast burritos. There. I just made a company a zillion dollars. Did, you, did nice. you know breakfast that... Breakfast burritos are so good. Did you know yeah. that Qdoba sells breakfast burritos? Ooh, oh, why does it... Just all Chipotle has to do is make Chipotle for breakfast burritos. They'll be the most profitable company on the planet. Yeah, you basically just have to make some eggs and potatoes to go along with the things you yes. already have. Correct. Can, can we have... That's all one, you have to do. Because one of the sauces... simple. Can one of the salsas be like the spicy hollandaise sauce that you put over like yes. a Cajun breakfast? Qdoba yes. has sure that. In our yes. They do sure not can. have a spicy hollandaise sauce. Qdoba right. has the queso right. sauce. Diet is over. <laughs> <laughs> and it's over. <laughs> and we're done. Give me a beer. <laughs> we can make that happen yet. No, we're not going to do that. Local, local entrepreneurs, there you go. Our, our 14 listeners, start a breakfast burrito Chipotle and just... Give me a cut. All I ask for is a cut. <laughs> Actually, we're so past. You want this to, a, do you want this to be a standalone restaurant, or do you want to sell this concept to somebody who's already has the foot traffic for breakfast? Like, do you want to go to Caribou or Starbucks and maybe talk to them about like a little extension on the end? You already get your coffee. Throw this on there. All Chipotle really has to, to do is open up five hours earlier. Yep. How hard can it be? <laughs> okay. Just make get some eggs. Go to the store and buy some eggs. There. Boom. Yeah. There's your, yeah. there's your, there's your profit. There you go. Boom. Well, I and, uh, yeah. So anyway, so, sub, yeah, it's, that, it's just that, a matter that, of time because they're totally following the subway model on so many things. Yep. Subway already does that. Subway, you go to get a yeah. your sandwich for the afternoon. They give you a free one just for the hell of it. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, get a six inch sandwich. We'll give you the second six inch sandwich free. So long as you order it be before nine a.m. Like all right, just come on in. Here's a franchise for you. Go. How, how do you feel about Wilmer? Here's your franchise. I can tell you that Ortonville has a subway now, which means that everywhere has a subway. Places that got like so inexpensive that I can't eat there anymore because I don't trust whatever is in there. You know, like (laughs) they got too cheap for their own good. So I'm like, come on, you just gave me like a foot long sandwich for four cents. It's not possible that there's anything of quality in there. I can't eat there anymore. Wait, you were thinking there's something of quality in Subway before? I think inherently, if something is like, a sandwich is like $11, you sort of just go, well, there's got to be, I mean, I don't know if that's farm raised no. or something. It's got to be something on. good. But, you know, if you can get a foot long meatball sub for, you know, whatever spare change you have in your pocket, and we'll call it even. Are you saying that, that their, their food the might, might not be freshly sliced? <laughs> Arby's guy. Thank you, Arby's commercial guy. I hate to blow the top on this whole thing, but uh, all I'm saying is you will not see a horse within 30 miles of the subway in farming. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Not a live horse. Can I, get, I don't know. <laughs> huh, can I get the weird. chopped horse salad, please? <laughs> it's kind of no a rural area. Where are all the horses around here? Just so tough. Subway is, yeah. The chicken sandwich at Subway is 30 cents. But I do have a feeling that all jerky is actually horse. Because it is really chewy and tough. Clarence, well, you're a beef jerky aficionado. would be a steak. Yeah. They're in great shape. <laughs> you know, it's tough like that. It feels like, I feel like I'm eating muscle. Have you ever eaten Slim Jims? Yeah. If those aren't made out of horse, I'm it's all horse. genuinely surprised. Straight up 100% horse. I've bro. never eaten horse, but i got to imagine it tastes a lot like Slim Jims. Yeah, you probably have eaten horse. <laughs> yeah, I probably have. <laughs> that is one now of those. the horse. That is one of those meats, though, that uh, we probably have eaten somehow, right? Horse? horse. Yeah. Somehow oh, yeah. there's been oh, horse. Yeah. Or rat. Yeah. Yeah. 
You think rat? Mm, rat. <laughs> That's Stearns County talking rat. right there. There's no way that there, no rat has ever fallen into the the meat mixture at. Uh, yeah, yeah. At you, you yeah, definitely yeah, need yeah, one of those giant vats at the McDonald's plant or something. Yeah, the slurry. Yeah, I'm sure it's falling. Oh, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, I never slurry. thought about that. This is the yeah. worst. This is our worst yeah. podcast. Can we go back yeah. to the point where you're just ladling Cajun holiday sauce into my mouth, John? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, that was a good part. Now it's gone downhill into talking about how many <laughs> yeah. how many gophers I've eaten personally in my life. Let's, Thanks to McDonald's yeah, lax food quality. Jerky and go back to the holidays. Yeah. Well, John, as long as we're on food, I don't. We don't have to talk about it now, but I do want before we're done tonight to talk to you about my favorite food city, uh, Philadelphia, because oh. I know you're a Philly guy. All right, Boy, let's do that right yeah, now. Let's I, talk. Do it. Let's talk Philly food. Oh. So I've only been to Philadelphia once in my life. We went out there like four years ago on a baseball road trip, mm-hmm. watched the Twins, and uh, best sandwich I've ever had in my life was in Philadelphia. Best sandwich by far. I've had probably a billion sandwiches in my life. This is number one. The mm-hmm. por- the roast pork sandwich at Denick's in Philadelphia. Are you you don't know that one? I don't know the roast pork sandwich at Denick's. I just Holy. assumed you were gonna say a cheesesteak, which well are, no the, are like so manna from heaven. Thing. They were incredible there and this thing stood out from those. And they were incredible. I mean it stood out from those. Where's Denick's? You know, it was right downtown. Uh, we stayed right downtown. It was in the. There's like a market, like a farmers market kind of deal. Sure. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's like a store right. and a building. <laughs> yeah, near the, right downtown. Uh, it's, it's Reading Terminal Market is where you were. You were at Reading Terminal Term- Market. It's downtown. inside of Terminal Market. That's right. That's Absolutely. Right. That's right. Yep. And, uh, and got- that that may have not been there when I was living there 20 years ago. So it's, uh, I, it's no, I mean Reading Terminal Market was there. I'm just not sure that the Knicks was necessarily there. So it was absolutely in Terminal Market, and it was yeah, it had uh, broccoli rob and provolone and mother fucker, holy shit, was that? Good. I sit here sometimes. Well, now I've like got something to see- check out. Like looking at a faraway gaze, and you're like, I wonder what he's thinking about. Probably that sandwich. That's probably what I'm thinking about. Yep. It's, it's either incredible. the threesome or the sandwich. Me and the sandwich and the fork afterwards. <laughs> so there's that. That conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that didn't go very far because you've never heard of the place. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've not been there yet. Uh, I do want to hear. So we did. All we ate that whole trip was sandwiches. Whether it was that. Uh, all you've uh, eaten your whole life is sandwiches. Or, yeah. Basically, yeah. Um, well, they didn't find. So we had a, a, a number packets. of them. Yeah, we had a number of different places. Uh, Cheesesteaks in Philly, but I want to hear your top one. If top the guys top one. Philly, top one is get one. My favorite one is Jim's. Uh, Jim's is a fairly popular cheesesteak place right on South Street. South Street is sort of the uptown area of Philadelphia, right? It's right. A, there's one one street that yep. runs in the, the southern end of downtown, and it's South Street. And in the eastern half of that street, there's a bunch of bars and whatever else. Jim states mm-hmm. the line will go out the door. You'll wait half an hour, 45 minutes to get in line for to, for these cheesesteaks. I think they're awesome. Yeah. Now, the ones that everybody kind of knows nationally – are uh, Pat's and 
Geno's. Yes, right. Pat's and Geno's, right. And they're, Th- those they're are also from here. those are also just off South Street. They're a little bit further yep. towards the center of town. Those are also listen. You're not going to get a bad cheese cheesesteak in Philadelphia. And oddly enough, nobody outside the st- fucking city of Philadelphia, outside of that area of Philadelphia, can make a cheesesteak to save their life. Like it's rare that you find any kind of city anywhere, unless. Basically, unless it's being, they're importing the bread from Philadelphia and they're made mm-hmm. by a genuine Philadelphian or something, mm. you can't find good cheesesteak. Every place that goes, that you go to a restaurant and they say, oh, we've got a Philadelphia cheesesteak. Yeah. Like, you're like, the no, one you thing don't. you can be sure that they don't have is a Philadelphia cheesesteak. Yeah. Like, I don't know exactly what the, the, sure. the, the green green peppers on it or this stuff. You go to the cheesesteak yeah. place. You got my pers- you, you can get uh, pizza, pizza sauce on it. You can get you go with or without. With is with onions, without is without onions. Um, my yep. personal favorite at Jim's has got both the t- the provolone cheese and the cheese whiz. I like to tell yep, up. That's, yep. that's the one I'm getting. So many places have have uh, cheese whiz on their on their you cheese. Just there. Oh. <laughs> you, you just talked me into it. You just talked me into it. There's eight, awesome. eight. There's no John, better food. I don't food. want to cut you off, the, John. Really quick, okay. I just want to let you know. So Clarence. Um, can't see us. His his video is broken. But oh, I just okay. wanted to remind Clarence really quick. We can still see you. So <laughs> just so, just so you know. I, so I put your you pants back right on. Now. Yes, I just want to oh. reminder. <laughs> we can see you, Clarence. Quit sniffing your yeah, hand. I don't it's care. disturbing. Yeah. The, okay, John. Sorry. The, Keep going. The uh, selling on the internet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the best food ever at 3 a.m. when the bars close. Sounds like yes. it's the best food it, ever it, at 3 it, p.m. It, too. But it's also the best food ever at 3 p.m. And it's really the best food ever at like. 10 a.m. when you're <laughs> after you've been up till 3 a.m. and you didn't get one after the bar is closed. Yeah. You know, it's sure. just the perfect hangover food. So Jim's cheesesteaks, fourth and south, it's Philadelphia. So why on earth can nowhere but Philadelphia make know. really good cheesesteaks? I, I don't understand. It's not like that the weird climate or soil makes the you know. <laughs> right. like, I, I've never been able to figure out. The one thing I would say is it might have to do with the bread. The bread, uh, and this also might be why all your sandwiches were so good in Philadelphia, Clarence. I think that they, the that bread they've got there. I don't know how they. I don't know if there's something with the air or the the way they process the flour or what. Very crusty <laughs> on the outside, but not. Not chewy crusty, just kind of flaky crusty on the outside, and then it's really uh-huh. soft on the inside. And so you know you get that as a, a starting point, and then it just you let the you know they don't they don't screw around with thin slicing the roast beef or something. They just throw the meat on the thing and they chop into pieces yes. and they let the grease just kind of soak into it, and then it soaks into the bun and you have the cheese on it. Oh God, it's good. God, that sounds so good. Right this now. is why I need to lose eighty pounds is because <laughs> I lived in Philadelphia. <laughs> I want to go to there. I want My to... nipples to cut diamonds right now. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> the phrase six to midnight has been used on this podcast before, and I think yeah, might be appropriate here. Buxton, those are the only two things that really get us this hot into the collar. Are we are we on this Ooh. podcast more Buxton guys at this point or Sano guys? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Let's go round table. I'll start, start with, with us. Buxton. I want Buxton. Okay. Let's do it. Um, Buxton. Are we going to explain ourselves, or are we just going to no. call our Are we just going to yell just... names? I mean, I just uh, but, love the uh, more athleticism from him um, and the speed. Um, yeah, more fun okay. to watch. I'm thinking more about like watching on TV. I feel like there's going to be more highlight plays from Buxton than there is from Sano. Sano's just going to hit the shit out of the ball. Like he seems like more of a Manny Ramirez type or whatever, which is cool. Um, but if you can get some of the defense, I will take that. The right, end. Let's do. Um, he has kind eyes and an old soul, so I'm going with Byron Buxton. 
Beautiful right. swing. I talk about it every uh, podcast. The best swing I've ever yeah. seen. Well, I want to close with with uh, Twinsky, so because okay. he's the guest, so we should. But uh, Marthalik. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I, I like watching Buxton an awful lot, and that's partially because I've seen Buxton play a couple of times now, and I haven't seen Sano play. But I'm gonna go with Sano because the Twins desperately need a third baseman, <laughs> like desperately, desperately. <laughs> that is true. So yeah, I'm gonna. Today, yeah. Yeah. After Boy. Trevor Plouffe throws the ball into the dugout on a routine grounder, and I'm trying to get Clarence on Twitter to go down and punch Trevor Plouffe in the face. <laughs> Um, yes, he would so, be in line behind Gardenhire. So, so I mean, <laughs> you have to hold him. Basically, basically, since Corey Koski left, the Twins haven't had any kind of third baseman. They've, you know, they tried Tony Batista there. They tried Joe Mike Creedy Lamb. There. They tried Mike, Mike Lamb, Lamb there. Oh, God, it's just Mike been, Lamb. it's just been a never-ending string of disasters at third base. So I'm going to go with Sano just can for we, that. Can reason. we do a future podcast where we say mean things about Mike Lamb? Yeah, yeah that'd be fine. <laughs> Mike Lamb. I like that. Jesus, that guy sucked. Well, combined <laughs> with the guy who basically admitted halfway through the season that he didn't really like baseball that much and didn't really want to be there that badly. <laughs> Ever some interview, he was like, I don't know about this guy. I just, I just want to go work for my dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that like Mike Pelfrey admitting this week that he probably came back too fast? Eh, if I'd known yes. I was going to suck, I wouldn't have come back so fast. Well, thanks, Mike. On Twins Daily, on Twins Daily by the way. Yeah, on <laughs> TwinsDaily.com. Okay. All right. What's your pick, Clarence? You go. You go before oh, John goes. Yep. Uh, very quickly, I will go. I'll say uh, what I love about Byron Buxton, other than what's obvious, is that he's got a fucking awesome name. Holy yes, shit! He does. Mm. Yes, Byron. he does. Byron. Nobody has a name Byron. Nobody's named Byron name. except for my no, great uncle. Well, and my dad's best friend, who uh, well drank himself to death. Um, so Perfect. I have fond memories of that guy. Uh, Byron, that's just a rock solid yep. name. Jesus Christ! Byron I know, people keep asking about what his uh, nickname should be. It's like your name's Byron, Byron. Buxton. Who the fuck needs a nickname? Yeah, he already has the nickname. <laughs> okay, you so have nicknames for people who have hard, names that are hard to say, right? It's like Kirby that's Puckett. Kirby couldn't have a nickname because he was already named Kirby. Kirby, yeah, Puckett. you don't want to. Hey, let's call him Chief. Uh, fuck well. no, I'm calling him Kirby. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So Byron Buxton has that on his side. On the other side, it's uh, Miguel. Um, John pointed it out that they haven't had a third baseman. More so than that, uh, than have, not having a third baseman since Koski. They haven't had a true right-handed power hitter since, like a true power hitter. You know, Kadir, was he really a power hitter? No. He was um, a magician. He's a magician. Ploof had... Uh, Ploof, Ploof had is not a power him. hitter. He was yeah, for two on, weeks uh, there. Yeah, Ploof he, was a Willingham, power hitter for 12 days. So we maybe Willingham. Okay, I, I guess I could. But it's just one it. year. But Nancy. one year, a, a guy year <laughs> after Brunanski. year. That, it's Harmon Killebrew and then Tom Brunanski and yeah, that's a right-handed guy that year after year hits thirty to forty home runs. That's guy had decades. Yeah, the rat so, was a rat. And that, and I think Target Field is made for that. That I'm looking forward to seeing someday as a guy that just pelts that fucking second deck up there like Ed Escobar did today. Just pelt, just fucking <laughs> dense that thing all day long. I can't wait for that. So, uh, it's a tie. I don't know, guys. I, uh, I like oh, God. A tie? Yeah. No, nope. Give me a I, break. I am pushed to know. What an autograph oh, seeker you are. All right. Uh, uh, I'll take somebody. So, break the tie. Uh, I'll break take, the tie. I'll take Buxton. I'll take Buxton. Fine. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I will uh, exactly. I actually just piggyback on exactly what you said. I'm so excited about Sano just because because the Twins don't get guys like Sano. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. they get toolsy outfielders. Yeah. They don't get... You know, and now that I think Sano can play third base, which it sounds more and more like people just think he can play third base, he's just such a 
an odd athletic type, like just enormous. Like, there's nobody who sees him and doesn't say, Jesus Christ, <laughs> this guy's big. <laughs> right? Yeah. So you hear about him, but it's like what people that come back from the Grand Canyon. They're like, you know yeah. what? Yeah, you see pictures and shit. That's not it. That is you a great comparison. Yeah. Holy yeah. Christ. Look at this thing. This thing is huge. Yeah, that's right. basically yeah, that, So I'm going to go with uh, Sano just because of that reaction and, uh, like you said, that type. I, I want to throw one other name out there, though, though. I'm falling in love with Oswaldo Arcia. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. God, I like yeah. watching him play. He's got a fair – he's got this a level of fire that – no, nobody else on the Twins organization seems to have, which is, almost seems like they're trying to kill. And uh, yeah, he seems like he might be nuts. He might well, be. Would a you little, say he might he's be. got little Carlos Gomez in him? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like he yeah. might cause one brawl a year through something. Yeah. He does, <laughs> oh, which God, I am man. fully in it's favor. More of. fun. I fucking hate when Guardy is like taking these young guys. Goes, hey, hey, calm down a little bit, fella. We don't want to have any fun around here. Right. But Guardy no, seems to love Arcia. Like oh, that's it. Good. It's good. he swings the just can't swing any harder. Every time he's up there, <laughs> Jesus Christ! He just looks like he's gonna pop right out of his shoes. I'm a diaper, uh, and he's and he's just he's a little bit better defensively than I thought he was after you know after his first couple games. He just he's got a, a bigger arm than I thought. He's got more range. Mm-hmm. He's just he's just a big bull, like a big fun loving, hard swinging bull. Ferdinand. Yeah. Yes. But, yes, yeah, that's what I want to call him. I want to call him Ferdinand. Can we? That was that? We can make that happen, <laughs> right? We've so, already gotten Caleb Meat Raffle Field Bar going. So right as the now, right so. now, that's my current man crush. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for Oswaldo Garcia, we're looking at a ceiling of sort of uh, not quite as good version of Manny Ramirez, and the basement is sort of another Delman Young, right? Yeah, I, I don't know that. Uh, why, why do you got to do John, that, John? God, I'm sorry. John, I'm just asking. What the I, fuck's the matter with you, John? <laughs> I don't know. He's, I think he's better than Delman Young. Yeah. I think he's better than Delman Young, too. I I said the ceiling was a, not quite as good as version well, of Manny Ramirez, who's one of the best hitters of the last far, 50 years. John. Then why'd you say the words? Words have meaning, John. <laughs> We're ceiling's <laughs> only here. I'm you sorry. I, I want to apologize for my words hurting. <laughs> I had no idea everyone would take it this personally. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about him. I'm, no, I'm excited about yeah. him too. He's young. He's really young. He's 22, very young. Yeah. 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 That's. I mean, that's the other good thing about Buxton and Sano too is that they're so young. Right. Because you know the Twins have had good prospects at Double A AA and Triple A, but they tend to be 26 years old, like Kyle well, Gibson yeah, right now, well, like who's was, 34 years old at Triple A. Sano at Double A is not only is he putting up incredibly amazing numbers, not just the power, but the batting average, the walks, everything. But he was the youngest guy in the league. He was yeah. the youngest guy in the league. You know, he's a double A. Yeah. He was yeah. the youngest guy in high A and dominated it. So, yeah, there's a lot to like there. Man, I so I'm sticking with Snow. It's my particular right. st- But I see it right now. Might might uh, I don't think I don't think you want to leave him out of the equation right now. I see a Snow and Aaron, I mean, if Aaron Hicks ever gets to together, that's a pretty good young core right there. Very good young core. And, and don't forget yeah, Eddie cool. Rosario. I'm like, I'm also I think if 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 you were looking for a name that we're kind of we're probably not talking about enough. I think mm-hmm. for for all the attention being paid to Sano and Buxton, there should be a lot of attention paid to Sano and Buxton because what we were talking earlier in the podcast about how you know you can have all these great prospects and they don't really yep. pan out. You know, you know the Mariners yep. and the Brewers and everything else. Mariners and the Brewers weren't talking about two guys who are in the top five in all of Major League Baseball. Like true. That, well, the, we we talk about prospects and then you talk about 
fucking prospects. I think Ackley and Montero in Seattle were pretty close. No, to Montero that. was number yeah. one. Montero was one. like number five, number yeah, six a, a couple of years. Ackley Montero's was value is based on the fact that everybody said he could play catcher. Yeah, which he can't do. He can't play he, catcher. He cannot play yeah, catcher. No everybody kidding. just kept st- keeping yeah. a catcher and saying, "Well, so long as he's a catcher, he's a number one guy or something." And That's and the whole very time you're like, "Yeah, but you, he's not there. He's not a catcher." Yeah, he's designated. Yeah, then he's seventy. You know, so. So anyway, but the one thing I worry about with the Twins, they have all these great prospects, and I hope every one of them comes through. But the thing I worry about, like with the Mariners and the Brewers, is that that no matter what you do, there's a certain number of Parmelees and Dozers that have to fill in the cracks on that team. And (laughs) 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 I mean, no matter, even if you get... Even if Buxton is well, here next year and Hicks and is well, doing yeah, well, like, and our is doing wasn't well. great either. You got to plug the hole somewhere. They're not all going to be amazing. I won't That's hear fine. a word said against Greg Agney. How dare you? <laughs> How <laughs> dare you, sir? <laughs> the only person on the '91 Twins that actually got skinnier after he was done playing. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, well, I don't know. They seem to know. like this Danny Santana. That, I don't no, know. That, I don't like he's that. only twenty. Yeah. Pinto. You don't. I don't know. Jorge. Yeah. I don't know. Pete Florimon, are we gonna? I think we keep guy? trying. I think we keep telling, saying, "Oh, it's gonna be this guy's shortstop. It's gonna be this guy's shortstop." And it's because we just keep looking for somebody. Like we take whoever is the best yeah. in the system at shortstop and say, "Oh, it's gonna yeah. be this guy." And none Levi of them are. Michael. Yeah, Levi Danny Santana is not gonna be a top two hundred, top five hundred prospect in, yeah. in major oh, league in, in, in the minors right now. Like, what are we gonna do about this, John? What well, are we I'm gonna sure, do we, about short- Terry Ryan will just go out and sign somebody for big money. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Ooh. Adam Everett. Is yeah. Adam Everett available? Yeah. He'll he'll sign somebody competent if there's other pieces around him, right? right? That's right. He'll I mean, sign, he's not he'll that sign, stupid. Uh, we well, don't love him, but he's not that stupid, right? <clears throat> Tony Batista? Yeah. Juan Castro? Oh. Mike Lamb. He might be. Ruben Sierra. Brett Boone. Who's a left fielder? God damn it. The guy with the hamstring. What's his name? Rondell White? Rondell White. There is a uh, Terry, oh, Terry Ryan's yes. record on fill-in pieces isn't, isn't fantastic. Butch Husky, let's be, let's be Otis honest. Nixon. That's a great point. Holy crap! I wish I'd have thought of that. <laughs> oh, is there ever, ever anyone that worked out? Ever? <laughs> no. <laughs> Jared Burton, Josh Willingham for a year. Rick Reed, maybe. Rick Reed was terrible. Uh, Kenny Rogers. No. Kenny Rogers was okay. Was he okay? He did all right. I remember he was, they needed terrible. one. Rick Reed was okay. Rick Reed wasn't a free agent signing. He was a trade. Yeah, who did That's we, true. Who did they trade uh, for Rick Reed? Lawton. Oh yeah, Matt Lawton. That, was what, that was the year that they were supposed to trade. They were supposed to. They, they tried to be competitive, and they were ready to. They thought they. Let's see. They were. They traded away Lawton to get Reed because they needed pitching. Mm-hmm. And, and Reed wasn't very good. And yeah, he was, he was better than what they had that year. But the, then he was supposed to try and pull off another trade, which would have brought back Shannon Stewart to play right field for Lawton. Yeah, and the Blue Jays. Wanted Michael Kadire, and oh. Ryan made, was ready to make the trade, and the uh, Blue Jays fucked it up and didn't get it in before the trade deadline. Which actually worked out real well, well for right. the Twins because a couple years later right. they did trade for Stewart and one of the 
really one of the best trades the Twins have ever made because they gave up Bobby Kielty, who looked yeah. all right at that. It looked like, you know, I trashed the hell out maybe he would be Mickey Mantle coming Oh, yeah. Well, but Kelty he turned out to be terrible. Roids, right? uh, yeah, I think was Kielty on Roids? All the bloggers loved Kielty. All the bloggers loved Kielty. Oh, he was like a 450 on base guy. Bloggers. What happened to him? The calmest eyes you've ever seen in your life. He was a rat. He started getting hurt a lot. He loved Kielty. Gleeman, yeah, he was crying his eyes out. I but love was on roids. I, I'm almost positive. Yeah. His forearms were the size of my neck. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. <laughs> well, my well, forearms are the, the size of your neck. Yeah, I, don't th- I don't think he's listed in the Mitchell Report or anything, but I, yeah. I got the sense that Kilty was... And maybe that's one of the reasons. Maybe the Twins caught wind of that, and that's part of the reasons they were... Oh, I like to believe that they did catch wind of that and then fleeced the Blue Jays out of Shannon Stewart, who really drove that title around that year. Yeah, that was a fun yeah, year. Yeah. We were pretty spoiled for a long time. I think we kind of deserve. We kind of oh, deserve these past few years. Our wilderness jack shit. No, yeah. no, there's no deserving it. As Minnesota sports fans, we deserve bad things. What the hell does that mean? That's very true. <laughs> what, what the fuck? The fuck? We've had enough. Yeah. We don't not deserve not another any more misery. You're not going to be good. You said deserve. You're not going to be well, good forever. Fact- why can't we be good we forever? Deserve one we be team good for a little bit. Can we be good one team that'll be? Can we have a college or professional sport that'll be good forever? <laughs> just fucking one. Just one. Just we can't. Forever. Why can't we have one? the Detroit Red Wings of thing. baseball? What did we do to not to two. deserve it? What? Why did? What did we do? It's not why your fault, <laughs> Clarence. It's not your fault. <laughs> Don't. Not you, Brandon. It's not your fault. Don't do this, Brandon. Not you, man. It is it. Not you, man. It's not. Well, I'm just saying it's not. Don't a, do this. It's not your fault. Uh, it, the Major League Baseball team who's been amazing forever just doesn't exist, right? I'm, I, I'm not saying we deserve this. I'm just saying it was going to end at some point, right? Yeah, it was like a fun, like, what, eight-year ten, run, seven-year run? Ten-year run, pretty much. I mean, 2001, no, they were competitive yeah. all the way yeah. through 2011. The two, and the truth is they – I think they'd have been competitive in 2012 if they wouldn't have just gotten the shit kicked out of them with injuries. Yeah. Um, but uh, It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Listen, especially a team without you know an enormous unlimited resources isn't going to last much longer than a 10-year run. I mean, you just don't – you don't see that from teams that aren't the Yankees or the yep. Red Sox. Like, those two teams can, can reload as much as they want, and they've got the funds to do it. You know, not every team can do that, and I, I, I mean, can you guys name another team that's had a a ten year run, other than those two, you know, teams that are uh, no, two hundred million dollars in payroll? I can name a lot no. of teams that have been terrible for twenty years. Right, Atlanta. That's, right. that's what I worry about. Atlanta Braves. Yeah, Atlanta. Really, Atlanta's always good. Really, is the only one. Braves. The Braves had a nice run for a while, and they're good again this yeah. year somehow. Even though BJ Upton is hitting one fifty two. Yeah, well, the Bra- Braves had that great run in the '90s when they had the, the yeah, they pitchers won. that were unbelievable and stayed healthy forever. Yeah, um, and that was a, probably about a ten-year run. But that was you Didn't know that they was also the '90s. Fifteen straight division t- titles or something like that. Well, that might be to the point that yeah. nobody even showed up for the divisional playoff games in Atlanta because yeah. they were so tired of it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's really all you got there. Um, do we want to talk about the? What's going on in the finals or hockey right now? I have no idea what's going on. You guys want to talk about some sports on the yeah. sport? Do we want to talk about any other sports, or should we just wrap it up? So as far as what's going on tonight, I know that we love our live sports updates. Um, <laughs> John and John, you guys are not watching the uh, basketball game tonight. Is that right? Yeah, we really need to get a live television solution in the studio here. Yeah, we because... do. Yeah, 
It's, yeah, it'd be really helpful. I'd yeah. love to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, it's been a it's been sort of a tough game, at least through um, we're through two and a half quarters at this point. But the the obviously every single person um, on both teams is like super tired. You can tell. I mean, no one's playing amazing. They're a little bit slower tonight, a little sloppier. It's uh. You know, obviously, you can't play another game like Game Six ever again. Probably, yeah, there'll uh, never be clear. another game quite like that one. Um, that so you guys know that John, you might know, but I'm obsessed with basketball. Especially, yep. I really, really love the Heat. Um, and I just moved into a new house um, this week, and we had gotten cable the day before, so I was really excitedly like, "Oh my, you know, my TV's here, whatever. This is great. Kids to bed." Um, my cable went out. <sighs> not kidding. With a minute left in regulation. No. That's exactly <laughs> when I tuned in. I must have gotten your Unbelievable. feed. Unbelievable. I'm watching it. And John the stole Spurs, your people. The, uh, I think it was when uh, Parker hit his uh, two-pointer to go up by two. So oh, it was no. uh, 91-89. And it's just, just a blue screen. And so I immediately called DirecTV. In any other situation, obviously, it's like, oh, I'll call tomorrow. It's 11 o'clock at night. I had to work. Uh, blue screen, I called DirecTV, and I'm on the phone with him while trying to look up a score on my phone while talking to him. It's uh-huh. just pandemonium. Um, <laughs> and then I saw it was 94-89, so the game's over, right? There's like yep. 25 seconds left. And then I get like three text messages in a row from family of like, wow, can't believe it. What the, you know. <laughs> and I'm on the phone with this guy, and I'm getting these messages, and I'm trying to, you know. And I finally got it back with about 45 seconds left in overtime. So I missed almost all of the oh. drama by the time I got there. You had your yeah. own drama. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's so clock. fun. It was a classic game, and I watched every single second of it until then. But, man, what a game. Unbelievable. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Oh, the hockey game last night was pretty good, right, Marthaler? Yeah. Well, every hockey game is pretty good. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a complete lie, obviously, but... Uh, <laughs> Even I, casual agnostic hockey guy, really enjoyed the uh, hockey. Uh, what hockey scoring? Yeah, if like, if you can't get into the Stanley Cup Finals, then you're an idiot. Well, I yeah, I'm, I'm not saying a sports idiot. I mean you're genuinely not that smart because it's just, just great. When I <laughs> it was very fun to watch. I literally had uh, five minutes in front of a TV yesterday. Christy and I were out, and we stopped by a place, and the game was on. We were going to be there five minutes, and it was three to one when we walked in, and it was four to three when we left. Yeah, like they, they scored three goals inside of five minutes. It was crazy. It was yeah. fun. Yeah, you, know, you never see that. It's just it's it's very weird to see that in in, in a hockey game. A six five game yeah. is almost more fun than a two to one game a lot of the time, just because it seems like it's nineteen eighty two and Wayne Gretzky should be behind the net. Right. Yep, the ice passing. is wide open. People are skating and having fun and trying to make it a presentable product for the viewing public instead of the drudgery that Jacques Lemaire tried to foist upon the American public. Yes. <laughs> there really was a point before the lockout where it was just terrible to watch. But before it's back now. Lockout? Yeah. Give it, give it a chance, everyone. Is there a vacuum going on right now, or is it just my head? Yeah, Clarence is vacuuming his house right now. Clarence. <laughs> Yeah, I'm here. I'm not vacuuming. You're not vacuuming? Okay. No, it's quiet here. All quiet. You're just thinking about cheesesteaks? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Once, once again, Rob. the sportive production values shine through as we sound like we're vacuuming the house on so the podcast. So let me um, ask my um, uh, traditional uh, dumb question about the NHL. Um, 
what is it that makes the um, Stanley Cups, the playoffs, uh, so much more exciting than anything else? I mean, is it just the just the drama in general, or do guys? I don't know. Do they play Try. harder? Is it they're just better? <laughs> no, it? it's it's the same <clears throat> thing that makes the NBA finals or the conference finals better. You you've got you've got this sport where you've played 105 games coming up to this point, and you get to a game seven where it's all or nothing. You got six the next 60 minutes, and if you don't win tonight, then you got to start over from scratch the next year. So it's the stakes. Yes, absolutely. Well, no, the, well, yes, that's the biggest part of it. There are segments of the game that are played harder and differently than in the regular season. Uh-huh. Uh, meaning, um, they, I think they play hard in the regular season. The NHL more so than probably any professional sport. Um, the, the, every sport has a, leg, a level of slacking off. That's impossible yeah. not to have. But I think the NHL more than, than it, the other three. Except um, for maybe football. Football maybe being once football, a week. Because yeah. it's, it's built to its, yeah, it's built to play all out the whole time. But anyways, yeah. in, in playoff hockey, uh, guys are giving up their body. You know, they're, they're like on the power play, Getting trying to get a shot. To, slap shot. Well, that's the thing is during a regular season, during a power play, you'll see some guys try to block a shot, but it's and it's gotten more so than it used to be 20 years ago, more block, shot blocking occurs now. But in the playoffs, trying to get a shot in net in, in the, you know, on a power play, yeah. um, that's why you see like the, the, the Blackhawks power play. Yeah, who is that guy? Who is the guy uh, who broke his leg? I've, I've forgotten his name, but he's sort of the patron saint of yeah. the playoffs at this point. Blocks a shot, turns out after the game that it broke his leg, and he spent another minute... Basically, standing on one leg, helping to kill this penalty before limping off the ice, and it turned out he had a broken leg. What part so of his you leg? Say... The fibula, I think. Good yes. lord! And well, that's, what, that's the hockey you know, playoffs talking... summed up, really, right there. I got a paper yeah. cut moving and wanted to quit for the rest. Of the yep. <laughs> so they do the play differently like when, <laughs> when you ask if it's a different game or they play harder. It, it is. There's segments of the game that are played differently. There's more body checking. Well, there. And also, well, also the NHL, with the NHL, just you know, the nature of the game is any game in that finals of the two best teams could go six, seven overtimes. Sure. I mean, uh, that's, that that prospect also, I think, really you know, amps it up is that it's going to be just sheer effort. But, and people are just exhausted and skating on their ass, basically, by the third or fourth overtime. And the nature that they're going with with defensemen too, you know, man, they're they're going down to three or you know down to four, or even sometimes three defensemen, uh, and you play three overtimes, and they're relying on three three basically basically three defensemen or maybe four most. Uh, these guys are just exhausted. That's it's kind of interesting to watch. There might be something also about hockey that when it's played at a very high level, it's just that much more beautiful than when it's played at a mediocre level. So when you're talking about two teams that are really, really skilled, you see people just, you know, passing oh, yeah. tape to tape and weaving around each other and, you know, making crisp passes, one-touch passes like this. Or mm-hmm. It's fun to watch. Yep. You know, it, and it almost seems like it's unstoppable. Yeah. You know, and... and you know, with basketball, the better you get, almost the more defensive it gets. With hockey, it seems like the better you get, you know, the the more offensive it gets. It becomes a more interesting game when you can play it at that level. Yeah, with basketball, I mean, you look at the fourth quarter of Game Six. It was not an aesthetically beautiful game. It was a lot of people bouncing off of other people with somehow no whistle of people just grabbing other people. Oh, yeah, game six, God, was, game six was skilled athletes that it wasn't actually a fall. Oh, here we go. It oh was my God. I tried to That's watch 10 minutes of that game six. It was 
there was the most it, beautiful it looked, athletic event. There were so many years. people <laughs> on the floor whining and their, asses with their arms up in the air. It looked like you know uh, drop off time on the first day of preschool or yeah. something. And it was amazing. <laughs> the amount of just people up. kicking and screaming drop and crying. Time. Yep. <laughs> it was fucking in, incredible. Much crying on both sides. Even my squad, my my Spurs. Yeah, just, just don't watch the game. If you honestly came away from that and that was your point of view, stop watching basketball. You're not required <laughs> to watch. Just agree- a troll. Something. It did, I did. It, did, it, did, it did turn into a very. With maybe the five minutes you missed, <laughs> it did seem like a very um, physical. It was a rugby game. Yeah, a, a physical, desperate game as opposed to more of a. But that's a, what a game of is. Finesse. You guys just were singing its praises. Yeah, but hockey contact is actually not always a foul. <laughs> I, I, I think. I think at the, at ho- hockey, it, it, when it gets to a high level, it becomes more finesse and less physical. I mean, that game six. By the end, I was thinking, you know, what if they played basketball? Except it was entirely enclosed, like it used to be, where the term cagers came from. <laughs> and instead of passing the ball all the time, maybe you just dump it behind the basket and make the other team go pick it up, and you could check them into the check them into the boards and stuff. What would basketball be like then? The worst idea I've ever heard. That is not the worst idea you've ever heard because we've listened to all of your ideas on this podcast. But besides my ideas, that was almost something I would have suggested. If yep. that makes you feel that well. was that was along the line. I was I was idly wondering this. I didn't say it was a good idea, like you've said on this podcast. But I will yeah, say well, that to me, like the the thing about. It doesn't get to, I don't know, in my opinion, the NHL, the main reason that the playoffs seem more exciting is just because any of these weird hops that could happen could turn into like this crazy, you know, that could be like the game changer right there. It's more tense than anything. It's just tense. Fair point. Yeah. 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 Well, so. um, we're we're flirting dangerously with having a seven-hour-long podcast tonight, so we probably should wrap it up. Um, we just lost Clarence again. Yep, we just lost Clarence again, which is usually a good sign that we should probably. <laughs> when Cannon Falls shuts off the internet for the night, it's a good it's a good sign that we should probably wrap it up. It but could, it you never know, Clarence. Clarence he may have just been like, "Fuck it." Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. He might have intentionally when, decided yeah, to wrap it up when we were started <laughs> yeah. talking would, about. Would basketball. any of us blame him? No, no. I if anybody's still listening <laughs> to this right. podcast and after we're past the hundred minute mark, God bless you, whoever you are. I don't oh, know what God. you're doing with yourself, but there's no oh, reason boy. anybody should be listening at this point. Uh, yeah. we'll we'll plug some stuff. Twinsdaily.com. That's John's main thing. It's yep. a wonderful site, and we like it very much. Even though Stu and, you're and I all going to start writing for it. Well, Stu and I are writing for a different site, so <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure we can. Yeah. But if you want to poach, poach us, you know. on air poaching, yep. we should very at the very least throw some <laughs> links to your stuff on our forum, so people come over and read it. Even I would more feel bad would. about no, that, wouldn't it? Be no, nice? we want people to do that. Right. We actively encourage people to do that. Yes, do that. But and even so, we think you should read TwinsDaily.com because it's great. The Gleeman and the Geek podcast, we had Aaron on before. Mm-hmm. We've had you on. Really, I think what listeners really want is if we just turn this podcast into Gleeman and the Geek like another episode, except you both swear. More so swearing. We'll see if maybe we can be- get you both <laughs> on at the same time swearing. and we'll just turn the mics on. And neither one of you talk about baseball at all. Yep. You just yeah, talk about we, movies and shit. We never <laughs> talk about baseball when we're together, except, except when we're in a bar recording. So, yep. so really... Clearly, what people want out of our podcast or any podcast is more bonus and more Gleeman. So, um, God, God bless them. So, listen to that. They're at Gleeman in the Geek. On, do you even manage that Twitter feed at Gleeman in the Geek? Yeah, 
So yeah, you can follow them on Twitter. I, do you have a website for that? Uh, you'll Go find Gleeman it. and the Geek. If you're, if you're on the internet, and type Gleeman and the Geek. <laughs> if you're on the internet, you already know about Gleeman and the Geek because they or have geek. like yeah. forty-seven thousand listeners. How many listeners do you get for that podcast? We get about ten to twelve thousand downloads See, of time. You get ten to twelve thousand. We get ten to twelve. So <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a factor of four. <laughs> That's great. Uh, we'll get my grandma this time, so that'll yeah. be something. Well, we'll get, get your uh, grandma. We'll be mad grandmas. about you swearing. <laughs> We're big with grandmas. Thought I didn't talk nearly enough about glory holes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Damn. <laughs> That's because Clarence missed a lot of this podcast. Hey, there's Sophie. Sue, say hi to Sophie for us. I will. The official, <laughs> the official dog of the Sportive Podcast. Uh, we're we're on Twitter at, at Sportive Podcast, but follow John instead at Twins Geek. Um, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks for listening. Right. If you're still yeah. going, congratulations. We're at the hour 45-minute mark, so good for you. Thanks a lot for being here. See ya. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 